What up? Welcome back to the Stella Stella Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos. And Matthew Souza. Yo. What's happening, everybody? How's everyone doing? I'm okay. I'm doing good. All right. So uh, I'm sure the title is probably going to give this away. But last night, we had our draft. And let me tell you, it was an experience. How it we was feeling, like a three-hour, four-hour experience. Yeah, it was. How we feeling, guys? I um, initially, my initial thoughts when the picks got revealed. I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to kill myself. Jesus. Oh, you and me both, Chief. You and me both. Not only because I had the last pick in a 14-man league, but because Jake Fryer. Had the number one pick. That's a good point. Yeah. How the, how the fuck am I supposed to root for Christian McCaffrey with good consciences here, knowing that he's on Friars team? Right. You can't. And how I the have, fuck am I supposed to do that? And I have McCaffrey in another league as well, so. I'm going to have to take a year off from standing here. Right. Um, but overall, once the draft did start, I knew I had back-to-back picks, and then I knew I wouldn't pick for another two hours. <laughs> so you had to make your picks worth while. And as I'm going through the draft, I was like, does my team suck? <laughs> and then when it was all said and done, I reviewed my team and I looked at all the other teams. And I was like, I like my team. I think I got a pretty good team. Yeah, so I feel kind of the same way. Uh I had picked 10, which was I think my team is pretty good for pick 10 because those middle picks, a lot of times you can get absolutely boned uh, in those like, like eight, nine, 10, 11, like that area. You know what I mean? And I think, I think my team's pretty solid, um, you know, relatively consistent across the board, I believe. Uh, how you feeling, Susan? Um, I, I'm feeling pretty good too. Uh, I had the 13th pick right before Glenn. So we were in the same shitty boat as we had to watch the people with the top picks talk for an hour before the draft (laughs) saying, oh, it's not that bad of a pick. I wouldn't mind a pick like that. Meanwhile, they're guaranteed to get McCaffrey. Um, (laughs) But it ended up working out pretty decent, uh, I think. I went with uh, a wide receiver to start, but yeah, ended up with decent running backs, which I was very nervous about. Because that was pretty much the theme of this year. Like, you have to get a top running back or you're not going to get a running back at all. So, oh. I think it went all right. And Glenn was right. It took two hours to get our picks back. And uh, to me, it was weird because I was like, like, being in the draft so long made me feel like we were further in the draft than we actually were, which made my mindset feel like like in, in like, depth mode versus my starting lineup. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm like, oh, I only have four people in my starting lineup. I'm over here thinking as if, like, it's almost full, and I'm thinking about, like, depth pieces. But anyway, I think it went, I think it went well. Yeah, I did too. Uh, so what we'll do on this episode today is uh, we'll go through everybody's team for uh, all our league listeners. Uh, we'll go through everybody's team, talk about what we like, what we don't like, who we think the team MVP will be, and who will be the make or break, the X factor, if you will. Uh, we'll save us three for the end. So, who do we want to start with? Uh, well, let's take a look. Uh, 
I'm gonna go. We'll, we'll just start with the East, and we'll go with okay. the Doomsday Defenders. The Doomsday managed Defenders. by Glenn Enos Senior. So my dad, he had the, yep. the sixth pick. And he had um. Well, the no, seventh. I... The seventh pick. Who was his first pick? Michael Thomas. I thought it was like seven he or had... eight. He had the eighth pick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the eighth. Eighth, yep, eighth over. That's a All weird right. spot. That is a very weird spot because the thing is, seven running backs go right before him. Nobody had the stones to draft Michael Thomas early, which I wouldn't have complained if you did because Michael Thomas is a stud. So my dad drafts Michael Thomas first as the number one pick. That's fine, but now you got to wait another six picks and then another six picks after that for it to come back to you. So you're kind of in a dilemma here. You can draft another pretty good wide receiver. You can go for one of the top tight ends, or you can try and grab a running back as well and see what happens. Um, talking to my dad previously before the draft, he was dead set on getting a good tight end this year uh, because he had so many tight end struggles last year and in previous years. So he snagged George Kittle with a second pick. And it's tough to go wide receiver tight end first and then you know base your team on running backs with running back depth being – so scarce in a 14-man league. Um, but he ends up with Cam Akers and Jordan Howard, DK Metcalf, quarterback Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb to add to Prescott, and then his second flex Curtis Samuel with the Bills D. What do we like and don't like about this team? Uh, I like his wide receivers, but I'm not a big fan of his running backs. Um, if we're being honest, I think Cam Akers has high upside in the Rams offense, but I don't know. Jordan Howard, Miami, I, I just I don't I don't like that situation, especially with Matt Burrito behind him. I feel like he can take a kind of a significant amount of um, of targets in uh, in the passing game. I mean, Jordan Howard's not really a pass catching back anyway, but. Um, what little value he did have in the passing game would probably be mostly erased by Matt Reed. Yeah. So, Susan? Yeah, I um, – the running backs are definitely a, a weak spot. And that's just what happens when you draft a wide receiver, then a tight end. So, um, obviously, you pay the price, but you have a nasty wide receiver and a nasty tight end, possibly the one in both positions. Right. So, that's fine and dandy. Um, but I think, I guess overall, I would say there's a lot of unknowns with, with the team, meaning like <clears throat> we don't know how Jordan Howard will do on the Dolphins. We haven't seen it before. We don't know what Cam Akers is going to do on the Rams. We haven't seen it before. Uh, we don't know how Curtis Samuel is going to do with Teddy Bridgewater. We haven't seen it before. We don't know how CeeDee Lamb is going to do on the Cowboys. We haven't seen it before. Um, Curtis Samuel could be okay, but he wasn't the best last year. Teddy Bridgewater's there. He could benefit on some short passes, but I feel like DJ Moore will benefit the most on the short passes. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas and George Kittle are a lock. For me, DK Metcalf is very important for this team because he could have a breakout year. I mean, DK Metcalf last year as a rookie, you know, he was okay. Obviously, he has promise, physical, athletic promise, but he didn't really wow on a yearly basis last year. Will he this year? <clears throat> I think your dad needs him to. 
um, because his running backs could be a little shaky. And he'll definitely need to be bailed out on his wide receiver or his pass catching depth. But I do love Dak Prescott. I didn't mention that. Dak Prescott as his quarterback. I think he has the possibility to finish as the number one quarterback. And with the Dak Prescott CD Lamb connection, that could definitely turn out to be something good too. So there's definitely potential here, but on the on the surface, I'm a little worried. Right. And I agree. Um Michael Thomas, George Kittle, definitely sure things. DK Metcalf, you want to see him take that next step. I personally believe he will. You saw in the wide receiver preview episode, I have DK Metcalf, number 10 in my top 10. I think he's just too good of a talent, too good of an athlete in a Russell Wilson offense to not, you know, at least be a red zone target and and exceed. Um, CD Lamb, that's a big pick because I feel like in Dallas, you just don't know. There's one sure thing in Dallas is that Dak's going to throw the ball. You just don't know who his favorite targets are going to be. And you know that Zeke Elliott is going to be fed. Michael Gallup, Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. All three very good talents. Somebody's going to be the favorite. We just don't know who it's going to be yet. I personally think it's going to be Michael Gallup this year. Um, I'm down on Amari Cooper a little bit. But C.D. Lamb still is that extract you just don't know. Um, George Kittle, like I said, he has potential to be number one tight end as well. Uh, Curtis Samuel is interesting because, like you said, Suze, we haven't seen it with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, his bench depth, I mean, he's got Dallas Goddard, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb could be something. Had 1,000 yards last year with Dallas. He had 1,000 yards last year? Yeah. What? Yeah, he did. Where the fuck have I been? I'm sorry. He, did, he didn't have 1,000 yards. He almost had 1,000 yards. That's still crazy, though. He was, like, third banana in that offense. What the fuck? Yeah, he had 828 yards. Damn. Three touchdowns in Dallas. Don't sleep on Randall Cobb, I guess. Jeez. No, but now he's he's in Houston. Um, MVP for my dad's team, I think it's going to be the obvious. It's going to be Michael Thomas. Um, Oh, yeah. Yep. The X factor for him, it's going to be Cam Akers. I agree. That's his RB1. You know, I feel like his team's going to go as Cam Akers. If Cam Akers is solid – I mean, what do we think the best case scenario possible for Cam Akers is? Like, you think he'd be what Todd Gurley was with the Rams? No. Um, best case could be like a low end RV one, I think. Yeah, like low end RV one numbers. That's really good for your third pick. But that's when I think too you could consider DK Metcalf to be his X factor because if Akers is giving you consistent production, like you know, low-end RB1 numbers. And DK Metcalf can potentially take that next step and give you low-end wide receiver one numbers or high-end wide receiver two numbers. I think uh, that would be huge for your dad. You know what I mean? Because for me personally, DK Metcalf is the X factor. I think he needs to take that next step for your dad's team to be very successful. Because then he'll have two stud wide receivers. He'll have a tight end. And he'll have Dak. All four of those players are, if if DK Metcalf pans out, are like surefire. I have to start this player every single week. They're gonna get me, you know, top end numbers. You know what I mean? So, um, or I have Metcalf as my X factor person, but Michael Thomas is MVP. I agree with that. All right, that's my dad's team. Moving on. Cookie pancake. Wait, wait. Should should we do a letter grade for these teams? Oh, okay. Um, just for, I guess, 
context. For my dad? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's tough if you haven't seen the other teams. Because he's got to be relative. For my dad, I will give him – I give him a B- minus just based on potential. Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. I was literally yeah. thinking the same thing. B- minus. That's good. Um, We're on the same way. I'm always happy with in school. So we've been doing this podcast for too long because we're all on the same wavelength. All right. All right. Next, the cookie pancake god himself, Brendan. God. Uh, Borges with the eleventh pick in the draft this year takes Joe Mixon as his first pick, and comes back around with DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., Devin Singletary. Josh Allen is a starting QB. Darren Waller as a tight end. But his two flexes, DeAndre Swift, Preston Williams rounds it out with the Colts defense. What do you guys think? Can I go first this time, Susan? Sure. Because right off the bat, I got to just say that I think, and I'm pretty sure I looked at everyone's team, so I can confidently say that I think this team is the weakest. Oh, I'm sorry, Brendan. You want me to go wake him up? I'll <laughs> no. go wake him up and tell him. No, no. If he's if he really <laughs> does listen to the podcast, he'll find out. Ooh, um, all right. I just think there's a whole lot of, I guess, I don't know. I could there could be good potential, but I feel like we know what some of this team already is, like Odell, um, Singletary, Preston Williams. I don't know. I, Joe Mixon can be good. But he's also kind of disappointed in the past. But I think he has actually a good path this year. So Joe Mixon's fine. But Devin Singletary and, and Odell Beckham and DeAndre Swift and Preston Williams all in the starting lineup. Odell, we saw him last year. Wasn't impressive. That's his wide receiver too. Devin Singletary, they have Zach Moss now. Who knows how, how much competition there will be. Josh Allen likes to run it himself. Um, I don't know how reliable of an RB2 he'll be. And then Hopkins, I personally was off him where you have to draft him because I'm just – I don't know. It's too risky for me. Because um, what if it doesn't really work out? What if, what if Murray doesn't pass as much or give Hopkins as many targets? Um, I don't know. And DeAndre Swift in, in on the Lions, I'm not too confident either of him starting right away being the guy, getting a lot of touches. I just think this is very risky. I guess similar to what I thought about Glenn's dad's, but more risky. Yeah, I, I agree with Sousa. Um, I think the thing about this team, like it's like Sousa said, is like an elevated uh, risk compared, like high risk, high reward. So your dad kind of feels the same way, a little, but a little less so like Sousa said. But this team – I think is either going to be really fucking good or really fucking bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's going to be one or the other because, um, you know, Devin Singletary didn't get a lot of touchdowns last year. Um, So he was, he's kind of an iffy pick as your surefire RB two. I personally didn't want to touch Detroit's backfield at all. As a huge clusterfuck right now. Uh, Preston Williams, I mean, be interesting to see. He's if, Preston uh, Williams, I mean. If, if, <laughs> maybe if Tua gets in there, he goes to him a little bit more. You know, I don't know. Um, 
I da- I like Darren Waller as as his tight end. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, is like you said, I like I I'm the opposite of you. So I I like DeAndre Hopkins um, this year, but once again, like you said, like what we what we had with OBJ last year, if he's in a new situation, a young quarterback, unproven. We have no idea how he's going to respond and that's how, how he's going to fit in that offense. Yeah. Uh, technically, I mean, we assume that he's going to be good because he's – I think he's better than Odell Beckham Jr. personally, and I think that he will oh, yeah. make that offense better. But is he going to put up the same numbers that he put up in Houston is the question. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's it's a risk. And then, you, like you said, we know, we know what OBJ is. I mean, maybe with another year under his belt with Baker Mayfield, he's a little bit better. They're more on the same page. I don't know. I don't see it, though. Because, like, from just looking at last year's stats, Singletary and OBJ both finish as threes in their position. RB, like, as, like, an RB3 outside the top 24 or 28 even in our league. Same thing with OBJ. Yeah. Will that change? I don't know. If it stays the same – I mean, those are his twos, but they play as threes. Yeah. And then Preston Williams, I mean, yeah, and, I don't then, know. and then just the flexes are just a big question mark. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I like if, I like his team. Obviously, you hope everybody plays their full potential on a consistent basis. And all of his players, like I said, besides his flexes, have the ability to do so. Joe Mixon has the ability to finish top 10. Devin Singletary can be a solid RB2 if he gets a workload. DeAndre Hopkins can finish top five. Odell Beckham Jr., highest potential, can finish top 10. Josh Allen, I love him this year. And then, of course, Darren Waller could be a top five tight end. But the two flexes with DeAndre Swift, Preston Williams, he has Mike Williams on his bench. But I'm looking at the rest of his bench. I don't feel like there's anybody else who can plug and play. And then on bye weeks, like, I don't know. It's tough. And it's it's a lot of risk. Like you mentioned, Susan, with Hopkins. I'm not as down on Hopkins as you are. But still, it, it's it's a reason to, you know, raise an eyebrow. <clears throat> yeah, Brandon, you're right about the potential, though. Brendan's sure. grade. I'm going to go with a C. Yeah, a C. I was like C minus or C plus, but you're right, C, right in the middle. Because I don't think it's – the risk, I don't think, is a full-letter grade demotion from, from Glenn's dad's team. You know what I mean? Like full C minus. But I think like a C, C or C plus. Let me give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go C+. Plus. C+, plus, okay. Um, all right, next. The commissioner himself, Alpha Kenny Body. <laughs> Say it fast. Alpha Kenny Body. Oh. All right. That's some standards, bro. Goddamn. I'm not going to lie. I like this team a lot. And it could be because he drafted Derrick Henry with his number one pick. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Uh, he had the sixth overall pick. Derrick Henry fell to him at six. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying if he fell or should have been drafted any earlier, but it's a good spot to draft Henry. Um, followed up by Chris Carson as his RV2. Calvin Ridley and Devontae Parker are his two wide receivers. Chris Herndern, the tight end. And then two flexes, two possibly big contenders. And X, oh, we, we didn't say X-Factors and MVPs for Brendan. Oh, shit. Uh, um, MVP is going to be Joe Mixon. Yes. Actually, you know what? MVP is going to be Josh Allen. Oh. X Factor is going to be 
Odell Beckham Jr. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm cool with that too. All right, back to Panacho. Back to Panacho. Matt Ryan is his quarterback. He's got Derek Henry, Chris Carson, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Parker, Chris Herder, and then the two flexes, Jonathan Taylor, and now the newly acquired Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Leonard Fournette. Chiefs defense. I do like the bench depth that Panacho also has with Deontay Johnson, um, Anthony Miller, Jalen Ragor. And he has Antonio Brown on his bench, too. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So that one better get signed. Right. I'm going to start with Panacho. Love his running backs. Love Derrick Henry. Love Chris Carson as an RB, too. Um, Jonathan Taylor, a very good flex. It's just also unknown. We don't know what we're going to see with him. Marlon Mack and Indy. Leonard Fournette. The Buccaneers don't sign Leonard Fournette not to not use him. Um, so although it might take a little bit for Lenny to get going, I feel like he's going to be a big factor in that Bucks offense. Um, because honestly, do we all believe in Ronald Jones here? Uh, no, I don't know, man. Bruce Aaron says Rojo is the guy, right? That's what I'm saying. But I mean, he could be the pass down guy. Here's the thing. Best case scenario for Leonard Fournette, he takes over for Ronald Jones, becomes, I say, an early down back, gets goal line carries, you know, does what Leonard Fournette did with the Jaguars, basically. Worst case scenario is he becomes what Shady McCoy was for the Chiefs last year. It's funny because they actually have McCoy. I know. (laughs) That's what, yeah, I don't. Fournette's risky because they have Ronald Jones, who Bruce Arians, like you said, was all about. I don't know if that was before they signed Fournette, though, that he said that. They have McCoy. They also drafted a running back, Keyshawn Vaughn, um, this year. And I don't know. The running back position on that team hasn't been that great. Obviously, it's been Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber before. But um, Fournette, he ended up finishing okay last year. But I just feel like he's an inefficient type of back. I think touchdowns are going to have to bail him out. But, again, this is his second flex. I personally love his his running backs because Henry, Carson, and Taylor all could be top uh, top 14 or RB1s for him. So, I don't know if you were done talking about him, but I just wanted to say that about Fournette. Yeah, no. Um, and one more thing about Fournette is just also the unknown with the Tampa Bay offense. Will Brady throw it 50 times a game? Will they try to do more of a balanced attack? You know, we'll, we'll see, but that's also a big question. Wide receivers, Calvin Ridley and Devontae Parker. He's adamant on drafting Calvin Ridley this year. Gets him as his wide receiver one. Do you like that at wide receiver one, Calvin Ridley? I don't like uh, the way it looks, but I think it can work out. Can work out, but I feel like Calvin Ridley is a guy who – I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like he's constant wide receiver two. And he has the ability to step up and be a wide receiver one. But I just feel like I don't know if he will. And maybe yeah, actually, he's on Mason's team for two now, years. Listen, the bottom line is that I think he's just always going to be overshadowed by Julio Jones in the offense. I think no matter when 
you draft him, he has the potential on that offense to put up wide receiver one numbers, but you're still not going to feel as good about it because he's still second to Julio. So you know that automatically a significant amount of targets are going to be taken away from him uh, just because of how good Julio is. But I think Calvin Ridley has has potential. I mean, he was a little – he got a little banged up last year, um, as everyone did on my fantasy team. But, uh, you know, I I like him. He's a a good player. Uh, He's probably one of my most consistent guys. Seven touchdowns in 14 games. That's not bad. No. Yeah, he um, he definitely can produce those numbers, those really good numbers he did it last year. But he also had a couple cases of disappearing acts where he only had one catch one week and five points another week, six points a week after that. But And he finished with both years. He's been in the league for two years. He's finished both years with over 800 yards and seven to, or ten touchdowns. But last year – he missed three games. So if you add a few more games to that, that's only going to improve. Maybe he has 1,000 yards, maybe another touchdown. If he continues to improve, which he already has from his rookie year to last year, um, I think he could be pretty reliable. Yeah, he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of reliable. And he's a touchdown guy, unlike Julio. Speaking of reliable, Devontae Parker was uh, the definition of that after his bye week. Yeah, he was good last year. Finishes yeah, the up. number sure. seven wide receiver, Devontae Parker. You ever think you'd hear that? I no. mean, I think everyone did at first. And then after four years of never coming close, to, yeah. everyone wrote him off. And then I was one of the guys. Off, here he is. I would get Devontae Parker every year. And he yeah. would just rot on my bench because he never fucking stepped <laughs> up. Um, yeah. But now, after last year, things are looking up. Problem is, was it just a fluke? Was it a flash in the pan? Is he going to have the same chemistry with Tua? If Tua takes over, because if Ryan if Ryan Fitzpatrick is quarterback, then yeah, let's go with Devontae Parker because Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to sling it, and he's going to look for Devontae Parker. Uh, when Tua comes in as quarterback, if he comes in as quarterback, can we trust it? Can we trust Devontae Parker's injury history? Right now, there's a big Q next to him, and the headline reads: "How concerning is Devontae Parker's injury?" I don't know. So this this kind of leads me to my my main concern with uh, Nacho's team is his wide receivers. Uh, personally, for me, and I mean his flexes are are can can be kind of concerning as well. Um, just dude, I feel like there's a lot of conflicting information about Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis backfield, um, and then obviously, like you mentioned, Glenn about Leonard Fournette. Uh, that's that's a risk as well with him being in a new situation. Uh, as far as Burnett goes, I think Brady just squinted his eyes real hard and was like, "Is that look Garrett Blunt, but younger?" Basically, could be. Uh, but so, like Susan said, Calvin really does have those weeks where he's not gonna give you what you need. And that happened to me quite a few times last year where he gets you good, a good amount of points, but you'd really, you really need him to like give you like 20 or 25 and he doesn't do it. You know what I mean? Like he could be like 10 or something like that where like you get a decent amount of points, but it's like, you want more, you know what I mean? Um, 
And then Devontae Parker is a risk. I think um, we have to see, wait and see whether that kind of second half of the year was a bit of an outlier for him or if he can actually string it together and become more consistent, kind of like we saw from, uh, from Derrick Henry last year when he had a good second half the year prior, and then he strung it together for a whole season. Um, so we'll see. Um, but I think the wide receiver position for him is where he's got the most risk personally. Nacho's MVP and X-Factor. Susie, you're muted. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to talk quick because I only mentioned his running backs before. I, um, I agree with you, Mason. His wide receivers are a little suspect, but that's because he invested heavy on running backs early, which I think will pay off. Derrick Henry, Carson, I, I actually believe in Taylor. Maybe Mack will be a thorn in his side at the beginning, but I think Taylor has the potential to be a top, like low-end RB1, maybe high-end RB2. Compare that with Carson and Henry, who can be – well, Henry is an RB1. Carson can be an RB1. I think he was last year. Um, that's gonna, that can carry him. With running backs, I can carry you. That's huge. And then that's kind of why Panacho drafted all wide receivers on his bench. I think Deontay Johnson in, on his bench could be something. There's a lot of hype behind him. Anthony Miller could be a flex play if he needs to start him over Fournette. Alshon Jeffrey, people forget about him, but when he's healthy, he can get touchdowns. He, he does well, especially if everyone else is hurt on the Eagles like all the time. Jeffrey could prove to be important. And then, of course, obviously Antonio Brown, who knows, I think he has to serve an eight-game suspension even if he's signed. So we'll see what happens there. But I think his depth at wide receiver might bail him out if Devontae Parker is trash, if Fournette doesn't work out. Um, and then I like Matt Ryan, too, as his quarterback. So I think this is a pretty solid team. I'd give it a B plus. I don't know if anyone's going to get an A, to be honest. I go with a B plus as well. I give him an A minus. Yeah? Nice. Yeah, I thought about I, it. I don't know. I, I, I like the running back depth a lot. And um, Matt Ryan's good pick, too. And he's got the Ryan Ridley connection. So that could result in some double points. I, I will revise my grade to an A minus because the one concern are the run, are the wide receivers, but he has backup plans just in case. And I like Herndon as a tight end too. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, right. I like I like him when he's not on Mason's team. <clears throat> oh yeah. Okay. I'll jump on the bandwagon. I'll go I'll go A minus. All right. I'm glad I persuaded everybody. There you go, Panacho. The Cowboys are still tools, according to Brandon Gomes. This Brandon team Gomes really bothers me. Yeah, well, he's see the thing is he's trying to relive some success he had in the past. He tried switching it up last year, sucked. Yeah, last oh, year was King Goffrey, Prince Goffrey, Prince I'm King, sorry. King one week I think, and then that's he right. Went off. So he did change it. Okay, you're still right. waiting for the coronation day. Right. Oh God. Um, <clears throat> Brandon Gomes had the second pick in the draft, and in Bastard. my opinion, um. I'm going to say this right now. I think Brandon Gomes has the best team in the league. Yeah, wow. I'm looking at his team is good. Lamar Jackson as his quarterback. Saquon Barkley as his RB1. Todd Gurley as his RB2. Stephon Diggs and DJ Chark as his wide receiver. Evan Ingram as his tight end. Ronald Jones and Jameson Crowder as his flex. On his bench, he has Matt Burita, Bryce Love. Bench is lacking a little depth. 
as far as a week one starting lineup. And the 49ers D, also rounded up by that. Uh, I think Gomes overall has the best team or at least the best starting lineup to start. Um, you have the MVP, best fantasy player in the league last year, Lamar Jackson. Saquon Barkley was a lock to be a stud. Todd Gurley in Atlanta. If he's healthy, I like him. Mm-hmm. Same. I really do. Atlanta's offense is too good. Um, Todd Gurley will be a factor. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Last year, he finished as an RB1 in our league, number 14. So if that court sends again, and last year was kind of a down year for him, but he relied heavily on touchdowns. And if he gets those again and goal line carries, Todd Gurley will be the man again. Stephon Diggs in a new location or Buffalo could be good. Could be bad. We don't know. I like Stephon Diggs with Josh Allen. DJ Chark, people forget about. But he was a stud early on in the season. Kind of cooled yeah. off towards the end. Um, he got a little banged up. But is there any other wide receiver in Jacksonville you'd rather have? Well, so we know Susan Brown, D.D. Westbrook. I had I, – I didn't want to, but he was there <laughs> at the end of the draft. He was like, I got I to gotta, I gotta complete the meme here. I like the Evan Ingram tight end pick from him. Um, Evan Ingram with Daniel Jones this year. Only problem that concerns me is that he has Evan Ingram and Saquon. So, I mean, take it as you will. Saquon will get his, and you feel like Evan Ingram will get his too, but that's two Giants are relying on. In a game where the Giants get shut down, could spell disaster for his fantasy team. <laughs> Rojo at Flex. He's the guy so far. If the season continues to go on, Ronald Jones is out of there and Leonard Fournette is in or others, his value tremendously goes down. And then Jamison Crowder as a second flex. People sleep on Jamison Crowder. I like it. Sam Darnold and him had good chemistry last year. As a second flex, Jamison Crowder is pretty safe. And he's got the 49ers D, one of the best defenses in the league. And Matt Breida on his bench. Thoughts? So, I know you're very high on this team, which I don't blame you. I actually I, – I like it. Right away, I would just say I, I think I'm going to give it an A-, minus, um, similar to Panacho's team. I think there are some concerns with, obviously, Evan Ingram. I wanted him, so I do believe he'll, he'll be a nice tight end. Obviously, there's risk. He's a higher-risk tight end because of his injuries, but pretty solid pick. But things like that. Let me just add this real quick. Tight end's a position you can afford risk at because there's so many, like, yeah, everyone's just mediocre. Like, unless you have Killer Kelsey, everyone else can step like this, like Waller, Ingram, all these other guys. But it's different from, like, risking it at running back or wide receiver because you can just literally right. take a flyer and plug And we know, we know Evan Ingram can be a top five guy. It's right. not like, oh, I think he can. No, we know he can. It's just, will he be healthy? Which, right. You know, I think it's a fair gamble to take. Um, I'm a little – I don't know. I don't feel as, as hot about Todd Gurley as you do, Glenn. Um, it could work out for sure. I mean, Gurley did do well last year with touchdowns. Um, but I'm just a little – I feel like he could be a bust. He has the potential to be a bust this year. But if it works out with Lamar Jackson and Barkley, two fantastic picks, watch out. 
And then Diggs and Buffalo, we don't know. He, I think Diggs will stay about the same as, we've, as we know him as. I don't think he's going to get a huge improvement personally. And DJ Chark, it doesn't sound good, but he was good. Mm-hmm. So I think his wide receivers are solid. Running backs with Barkley and Gurley, probably above average. Ronald Definitely Jones. above average. And then Lamar Jackson is just a game changer. Ronald Jones, same thing with Fournette. You just don't know what's going to happen. And I think Jameson Crowder is safe as a flex guy. But like you said, his, his depth isn't the best. If, he, if someone went down, I don't know who he would replace. That's a concern. But if everyone stays healthy, you don't need to worry about that. So, like yeah. I said, A-. minus. I like the team a lot. Mason? Uh, I co-sign with basically everything Sula just said. Um, I just think that, like, there, there's risk, I think, in his team, uh, specifically for Gurley and Diggs, because they're both in new situations. We don't really know what they're going to be uh, in their new situations. I agree with Susan. I think that Diggs will probably stay about the same. I don't think there's going to be, like, a huge drop-off or a huge improvement. I think he'll have weeks where he really does well, and then he'll have weeks where he really doesn't do anything kind of what his MO has been for his entirety in the league. Uh, um, and as far as Todd Gurley goes, I think he's going to be good this year. Uh, Dan Quinn's still the coach there, right? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, he said earlier this week that as long as Todd Gurley stays healthy, they're going to give him um, – they're going to make him the workhorse, and they're going to give him a shit ton of carries. So – I think the upside is there for him. Um, I actually drafted him in another league uh, because I think the upside is there. But yeah, I I I think Ronald Jones will 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 sus will suspect. Uh, I really like Jameson Crowder as his flex though. I think that's that's a good flex. Um, have and I'm going to I give him give him an A minus. An A minus for Gomes and just the thought of facing Lamar and Saquon. Like yeah, in the same week. Because we've seen last year with Craig, he, if you can get just two guys to get you like right. 20, 30, 40 points, that's so, all you need. In a game where Lamar gets 30 and Saquon gets 25. You're fucked. Right. Yeah. All you need is everyone else to get you like five or 10. Right. And that's yeah. what these guys can do. Right. And more. Like I said, Todd Gurley, Stephon Diggs, DJ Chark, Evan Ingram. Even if like guys like Ronald Jones. Right. Even if guys like Ronald Jones and Crowder only get like two or five points. He still has guys who can get double digits and then add it on what Jackson and Saquon get. Is Gomes back, question mark? No. <laughs> so, Glenn, why not an A-plus? He said this is the best team in the league. I'll give him an A. Well, no, no, oh, no. Okay. Actually, I'll give, him, I'll give him an A-minus because his lack of bench depth. If he had good bench depth, A. A-plus. Okay. A-minus okay. because Matt Breed is the only guy you have who could suffice as a starter. Actually, yeah, like, now. I like James Washington. I think he has the potential to be good uh, this year with Big Ben back. Mason? But. I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right, who's next? Um, so that, that's it with the East. We'll, we'll preview our teams after. Uh, we'll go to the reigning defending champion. Fly home, buddy. I work alone. Syndrome himself, Craig Heiler. <laughs> Can't believe he made that his team name. Craig, with the – 
What pick did he have? He was nine, I think. He was uh, nine. 10. No, he was oh, nine. nine. He was nine. So Craig with the ninth pick didn't didn't uh, didn't nut up like I think he would have. So I thought, you know, he was going to say, oh, I'm draft Kenyon Drake. You know, Kenyon Drake did this for me last year. Kenyon Drake did that for me last year. <laughs> but he didn't. I knew he was going to pick Josh Jacobs just by looking at him. So he goes with Josh <laughs> yeah. Jacobs. His uh, second running back is Raheem Mostert. Wide receivers are Juju Smith-Schuster. And put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> Tight ends, Travis Kelsey. Flexes are Christian Kirk, Tariq Cohen. He's got the Steelers D. And then, of course, Danger Russ Wilson as his quarterback. Guys. Um, so I, I think I'm, I'm, wait a second. Well, we've got MVP and X factor for Gomes. Oh Oh my God. Um, my MVP, Lamar Jackson, X factor, Todd Gurley. My MVP is Barkley. X factor. Yeah. Todd Gurley. MVP, Lamar Jackson, X factor, DJ Chark. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Now. Back to Craig. Uh, I look at Craig's team, and I think it's just solid. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just, like, a very solid team. You just got a good foundation. Um, Like, obviously, Russell Wilson, you know what you got with him. Josh Jacobs does what he did again last year. You're good there. He Mostert was good in San Francisco's offense. He definitely has potential to give you good RB2 numbers. Juju Smith-Schuster had a down year last year because of Big Ben being out. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. Um, he definitely has the potential to be a wide receiver. One. Put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> Come on, man. He's your wide receiver, too. Let's go. Let's go, baby. I think he's going to take another step this year. Um, and obviously, Kelsey's a very the – best, the best tight end in the league. I was going to say very good tight end, but the best tight end in the league. <laughs> and um, – I like Christian Kirk as his flex. As you guys know, high on the Cardinals. Um, Tariq Cohen is a little, little iffy. Uh, Dave Montgomery's out for the first few weeks, I believe. So he's good now. But um, looking at uh, Craig's bench, I don't really know if he'll have something to replace him when Montgomery comes back. Hunter Henry. Oh, yeah. He does, he does have Hunter Henry. But it's still a risk, though, putting a tight end there. Craig, know. I know Craig. Craig's going to take out Tariq Cohen this week and put in Hunter Henry. You he's think gonna, so? He's going to run the two tight end strat until it takes his course or he makes a trade. But uh, overall, I give I give Craig solid B plus for his team. Um, <laughs> I give him a B. I give him a B, and here's why. Uh, Russell Wilson's great. Josh Jacobs can replicate his 2019 season or be better, but he can also fall short. I don't think he will. I like Josh Jacobs a lot, uh, but I'm just saying that's a possibility um, in Las Vegas. I like Juju with Big Ben returning. Terry McLaurin is also a very good pick. The only thing that scares me about Terry is how bad his fucking team is. That, that's, that's literally the only thing. Because other than that, I love Terry. I love the amount of work he should get with targets. But just the fact that he's not going to be on the field with that defense and just, like I said, how bad the team is, it's, it's going to be kind of annoying. Travis Kelsey's a stud. Flexes, he has Christian Kirk and Tariq Cohen. Christian Kirk, okay. Right now, if, if Christian Kirk 
was still the number two on Arizona, I'd like that a little better because it would be, you know, like it was with Blair Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. I'd like that better as a flex now that you add Hopkins to the mix. I think it's just going to be less work of what you see from Christian Kirk. Um, I don't know. I Tariq Cohen, he's boomer bust. I'm going to say what it is. That's why I feel like he's going to put in Hunter Henry, who I think would be a more solid and viable option than Tariq Cohen in weeks to come. I mean, we'll see what Cohen does without Montgomery in there. Um, I like Hunter Renfro on his bench, and I like Big Ben on his bench as well, even though he does have Russell Wilson. Um, Raheem Mostert is the X factor for him. If Mostert can play like he did towards the end of the season last year, touchdowns in one, two, three, four, five, six straight games to end the season, um, that's all you need from Raheem Mostert. San Fran's going to be great. If they continue to run the ball like they did last year, Raheem Mostert would be a great pick. Um, I give him a B. MVP, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Agreed. I um, expect to read most of I'm going to go with B as well. A solid B. Um, I love Josh Jacobs, where he is. I love Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver, too. Love that. I think that's a great spot for him. Kelsey is the best, of course. Um, for me, it gets a little shaky with Juju and Mostert. Um, Juju has the enormous upside of being a wide receiver one. It, but there's, I think, considerable risk in that expectation because we just don't know what he'll be with Big Ben as the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. Right. Because he's, he's been great with Antonio Brown there. And, but we haven't necessarily seen him as the wide receiver one fairly because obviously Big Ben wasn't there last year. That was his first time as being the guy. They did draft another wide receiver. Um, so that could help by putting Juju, I think, in the slot where he does the most damage. So we'll see. Definitely some upside there. But when you draft Kelsey, having Juju as wide receiver one, I actually don't mind that because Kelsey could end up being your wide receiver one, like quote-unquote. You know, and then Juju and Terry as solid twos. That That's pretty good. I don't like the flexes, though. Kirk and Cohen or Kirk and Henry. Not a fan. Um, but I guess it could work out with Kirk. I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm just not seeing it. I, I have to see it to believe it. Um, so I'm going to go a, a solid B. Not too much depth. I guess Kirk slash Henry could be your depth. Maybe Renfro, too. Um, but, I mean, 14-man league is tough to have a lot of depth. Right. Right. All right. All right. Number one pick himself, the sixth barrel, Jake Fryer. Obviously, he drafts Christian McCaffrey as the number one pick. Bastard. His RB2 is Kareem the Dream Hunt. Wide receivers, Allen Robinson the second, Adam Thielen. Flexes are Hollywood Brown, Marvin Jones Jr., tight ends Hayden Hurst. Got the Cowboys D. Right now, his starting quarterback is Daniel Jones with Jared Goff on the bench. Mason. Um, so, I mean, like I said, number one, I don't like this team just because it's on Fry- McCaffrey's on Friars' team. Let me get that out of the way. I'm pissed about that. I'm still angry. Um, 
<laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't really like his team that much. Um, I don't know. What? I don't either. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I got to agree. I think Adam Thielen um, is going to be good this year. Uh, we thought we talked about that in our wide receiver uh, podcast. I think he's going to be pretty good. And I honestly think I like I like Marquise Brown and I like Marvin Jones as flex. I think those are two very good flexes. Yeah. I don't like Kareem Hunt as his RB two. I know the upsides there, but I don't know, man. That just that's a big risk, you know. Um, and then Allen Robinson as his, is technically his number one wide receiver. I think is a big risk as well. Um, just because Mitch Trubisky is supposed to be the starting quarterback beginning of the season, he's fighting with Nick Foles. Um, I'm I'm almost positive at some point we're going to see Nick Foles during the season. Whether or not that is to Allen Robinson's benefit or detriment, we'll see. And then I don't really like Daniel Jones starting quarterback. I don't know personally. I I'm not a fan. I uh, Al, going back to Allen Robinson, I don't know what it is about him. Maybe it's because he's on the Bears, and the Bears stink. But I always feel like he's not as good as he actually is. Maybe because he's been around for a long time, but he's only had two good years. Yeah. But, like, last year he was solid. I'm looking at him. He was a wide receiver one last year. Yeah, he was wide receiver 11 overall. I I don't – I mean, do I think he'll do that again? I don't know. Maybe. I personally think Thielen will be better than Allen Robinson. Um. Did he draft Robinson over Thielen? He must have. Yeah. I think he got him back How did to that back. that work out? Oh, that's right. Okay. 20, 28th and, yeah, 29th. But he did take Robinson first. That's the important category. Right. That's yeah. something to look at. Hayden Hurst is his tight end. If you just think Hayden Hurst is going to walk right into the Austin Hooper role, you could be right. <laughs> but you, <laughs> you could, liked him. But you could also be wrong. Hayden Hurst was the tight end, too, on, you know, the Ravens. And now he's stepping into a bigger role. Can he hold up with that role? Will he be even close to what Austin Hooper was last year as far as touchdown productivity? I don't think so. But we'll see. It's a tight end. I'm not going to make you break your team off a tight end. I like Kareem Hunt a lot, especially as a guy who owns Nick Chubb. I like Kareem Hunt just because of what he can do in the passing game in the PPR league. And if anything were to happen to Nick Chubb, it would be all systems go for Kareem Hunt. Um. McCaffrey. He's got Christian McCaffrey. So as, as, as much as we don't like this team, it really doesn't matter when Christian McCaffrey drops 30 points. I was going to say, he has a 30-point handicap every right. week just off the jump. Right. Um, Hollywood Brown could be the next big explosive player in the league. Uh, kind of like, like a maybe the next Tyreek Hill. Marvin Jones Jr., I feel like he's good for a four touchdown game once every year, but oh, overall, man. overall, he's he's not too bad. He's he's pretty solid. He missed some time towards the end of last year, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm one key player that's interesting off his bench is Zach Moss, and that's the only guy who I like off his bench besides Jared Goff. I like Goff too. I'd rather start Goff than Daniel Jones. Um, but Zach Moss. Yeah, I don't know what to think about him. It's it's going to be a wait-and-see game, I think, with him and Singletary. I think they're going to ride with whoever looks better in games, at practices, this and that. Um, 
or it just could be a split split workload the whole year. But I, I think Zach Moss is a very interesting player and somebody he could possibly put in either to his flex or an RB2. I'm going to give Jake a C+. Plus. Yep. See, I, I agree with you guys. When I look at this team, I don't like it. It's not attractive. Obviously, McCaffrey is, but... I don't feel um, scared facing Jake Fryer. Only, I right. only worry about McCaffrey. Everybody however, else is like, okay. However, as much as I don't like the look of it, if this was my team and I opened my app, I would be like, eh. But I think this team can deliver. I love the wide receivers. Robinson and Thielen, they can be ones. They have been. And Marquise Brown and Marvin Jones, I think this is the best flex tandem in the league so far. I, I agree about that. Those are massive, massive upside, um, or, or at least solid number flexes right there. Um, and Kareem Hunt as RB2 looks weird. However, obviously Chubb's going to get dubs, but I guarantee you Kareem Hunt's going to have like five to like eight to 10 carries and a touchdown. I guarantee you week one, he's going to get a touchdown, even with Chubb getting 15 to 20 carries. But when you have McCaffrey as your RB1, you don't need a lot from your RB2. And that's why Jake went with a lot of wide receivers after getting McCaffrey. So, so his running backs in total are probably going to give you, you know, just as good as anyone else's, anyone else's two running backs. Um, his depth, though, Zach Moss, if – obviously he said it's a wait-and-see game. He literally has no one to start on his bench in, in place of anybody right now. I mean, obviously you can put someone in like Chase Claypool, wide receiver on the on the Steelers, maybe Chase Edmonds, two chases. But like those aren't reliable guys to start. So that could that could hurt him. But Hayden Hurst is, can be a solid tight end. I mean, as tight ends go. He has Daniel Jones as a quarterback, which is eh, but he I think was the last guy to get a quarterback, so I guess that's what happens. But I think as much as I don't like the look of it, I think it'll end up being a solid team. Quick side note about I'll give Daniel. him a B. A B? A B. I gave him a C plus. I go C plus as well. I'm a Glenn. I mean, I could B be plus. generous. I could be generous and give him All a right. B minus because he has McCaffrey. But C plus. I disagree with you about the best flex in the league because like I said, Marvin Jones is only good once every four weeks. <laughs> and um Dana Jones, side note about him. He had three thirty plus games last year. What? He had a 34-point game, a 30-point game, and a 35-point game. Daniel Jones. Weren't those, like, the first few weeks that he came into the league? So, like it, was week, it was week three, he had 34 points. Week 10, he had 30. And then week 16, he had 35. All right, then I guess I'll just go plus something. <laughs> Best quarterback in the league. I don't know. I mean, year two, we'll see what happens, but we'll see. He gets more comfortable with that offense. He could be something. Um, MVP for Jake, obviously Christian McCaffrey. My X factor for him is going to be Hollywood Brown. Because Hollywood Brown's also that guy who could be like boomer bust. Either he has a 50-yard touchdown, that's all he gets, or he has one catch for six yards. (laughs) Running the whole game. Agree. I agree with this. But I think this team will do better than you think. It probably will because it's Jake, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, moving on to Chubb Scouts, who should change the team name because he's not a Nick Chubb owner anymore. Matt Emerald. Matt Emerald had a few picks that I was going to take, and then he took from me, and I was very upset. Um, 
I like Matt Emerald's team a lot. I do too, actually. It's pretty good. I like his team a lot. Right now, he has Cam Newton as starting quarterback. That's very eyebrow-raising because I feel like he could be really good in New England. Clyde Edwards, hello, as his RB1 and his first pick at number seven. Yep. If, we, if we run on expectations, Clyde's going to live up to it and be that RB1. But we also don't know because he's a rookie. And we haven't seen him before. Mark Ingram, the second at RB2. I love it. Could play caution, though, with J.K. Dobbins in the mix um, as time goes on. But right now, Mark Ingram is an RB2. That's solid. Wide receivers are Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, and then his flexes are Julian Edelman and Brandon Cooks. I love that. I love Mike Evans as his wide receiver one. He's going to be the touchdown guy in Tampa Bay. Amari Cooper is the most talented wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys, has been the best wide receiver ever since he came to the Cowboys. So what could change? You don't know. On paper, it looks like Amari Cooper is still going to be the best guy. However, you have your gut feelings about C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, that's fine. But on paper, Amari Cooper is the guy. Julian Edelman, the most reliable, sure-handed guy on the New England Patriots, is going to be a big target for Cam once he comes up. And Mason, Brandon Cooks in Houston. <laughs> Brandon Cooks in Houston? This He was good in L.A. He was very good in New Orleans. Brandon Cooks in Houston, I might say, he might just throw it back to what he was in New Orleans. I, that's all I'm going to say. With Deshaun Watson, and especially with the guys he has around him, he has Wolf Fuller. He's got Randall Cobb, right? Wolf Fuller's a big player wide receiver. So is Brandon Cooks. Then you got Randall Cobb. But Brandon Cooks, man, he could be something. Yeah, he's always been. As a second flex – I'll take Brandon Cooks. That would be grabbing my trash barrel and vomiting. And then people forget he also drafted Rob Gronkowski. That is a very – that might be – That might be a steal of the draft. I, honestly, it might, it might be a steal of the draft be. because Gronk is as healthy as he's ever been after taking a year off. He's with his quarterback, Tom Brady, who knows all of Gronk's tendencies – how he likes to run routes, what he can do in the red zone, what he can do in the end zone. And as a tight end, that's all you want, get in the end zone. And with the high-powered offense that the Bucs are bringing, Gronk's going to get those end zone targets. The only thing that worries me is he has both Gronk and Mike Evans in his lineup. So if one does good, maybe the other one doesn't do that particularly good, or they can both go off, or they can both suck. Yeah, this is actually a, a- – Pretty good team. Maybe uh, this could rival Jake with the, the best flexes in the league. Because um, I do believe Brandon Cooks. I think you're right. I think he could be – I think he is the wide receiver one on that team right now. I, w- He's- I wouldn't say that. I, like, I, I think Will Fuller is a better talent, but we just don't see the volume yet for Will Fuller. Like, I was like, I'm maybe like I'm like the depth chart. Like, I think he is the, the one. Um, will he get the most targets? I don't know. I think he will. I think he will be the guy. And uh, Brandon Cooks, as much as Mason doesn't like to hear it, has been a wide receiver one every year except last year. He's literally been a one. 
finishing like 10, 7, 13, 13, uh, maybe 15. So outside, just outside the one, one year if you're, if you're looking at PPR. But he, he's good as long as he doesn't get concussed. Yeah, last year and, was kind of But that's his second flex, so that's okay. Mark Ingram is the definition of an RB2 to me. Mike Evans and Amari Cooper, that's great wide receivers. Cam Newton, a little bit of risk, but he has Aaron Rodgers if it doesn't work out. Right. And um, and I love Clyde. And Gronk, as much as I listen to the doubters or people saying, like, oh, no, don't hype him up too much and draft him early because he could just be whatever. There's O.J. Howard. Tight ends aren't used that much there. But at the same time, I can't help but think Gronk is going to is he gonna do it? Get like ten and touchdowns. The, and the thing is, like, if it's Gronk, like on this Buccaneers team with Jameis Winston, I wouldn't feel as comfortable. But the fact that he has Tom Brady, and we've seen what Brady and Gronk can do together in the past, that just adds fuel to my fire. I know, and of course, it's tight end. Like you said, you can take risks and gambles right, there. Right. Um, and I don't mind his depth with Sammy Watkins and Sony Michelle, even Daryl Henderson. I think he has playable starters playable guys on his bench if he ever needs them. So this is a pretty good team. Cole, give Cole Beasley and Eric Ebron, a name to watch out for. Yeah. Even if somehow Gronk doesn't pan out signed in or he gets hurt again, Eric Ebron can be a touchdown machine in Pittsburgh. I'd give this an A. An A. Solid A. A solid A? That's the best, that's the best grade I've given so far. I said Gomes is the best team in the league. I might have to change my mind. Oh. I'm going to go A-. minus because This was done very quietly. Well, I'm, uh, I'm giving him an A. I'm giving Matt Amaral an A because of the bench depth and his starters combined. Overall, Amaral. best team in the league, Matt Amaral. Uh, I'm going A minus, uh, personally. I think him and Gomes are neck and neck. Uh, his team is very interesting to me because I think – look, I you guys know I'm no fan of Brandon Cooks, but – Brandon Cooks as your second flex option right. is is good. Um, and then the only thing that concerns me with Edelman and – with Cooks and Edelman is injury because Edelman already banged up his knee in camp. Um, and now he is literally running the offense, basically. Okay? Like, he is the only person – that Cam Newton has the ball thrown in, or has to throw the ball. Okay. Um, so he's going to, he's going to have a huge workload. Brady's not there. So it'll be interesting to see what that dynamic is. Cause a lot of his success was based off of timing in that offense. So it'll be interesting to see if Cam Newton get the timing down and also be as accurate in the short passing game. Uh, you know, obviously not going to be as good as Brady was. Mason no is, but. Mason, let me ask you a question. Off the top of your head, how do you think Julian Edelman did last year? Off the top of my head, I'm going to say he finished 20. Julian Edelman was a top 10 wide receiver in half-point PPR. What the fuck? He finished finished number 10. I was just as surprised when I just saw that. Um, Because, like, watching the Patriots last year, you're like, Okay, didn't like, feel like it. Definitely not. <laughs> but we're looking. I'm looking at receptions: eight, nine, seven, eight, ten, eight, six, eight, five, six. Like he's gonna get the ball, and then, like you just said, with him being literally the only option so far, we don't know who can emerge. Like Gunner, fucking uh, Nikhil Harry, 
even Asiasi, the tight end, because we know how Cam Newton likes to throw to tight ends. And you got to think about people out of the backfield, Harris, James White, whatever, see how they yeah. use them. Um, but it's clear cut that Edelman's the number one option. If he stays healthy, sky's the limit for Julian Edelman. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But I, I think um, – I just think his, his team is consistent across the board. And then if Cam Newton doesn't perform, he has Aaron Rodgers on his bench. Right, and that's the Aaron Rodgers on his bench. Cause, cause, <laughs> well, he, he had he had Rodgers starting, but he swapped out Cam Newton last night. Think about that. I saw Aaron Cam Newton Rodgers on his bench. bench. And uh, Cam Newton, man, like I said, I, I feel good about him. And uh, but worst case scenario is it doesn't pan out. It's not what you thought he was going to be. Swap in Aaron Rodgers. Not and a I think got to swap in. I think Gronk too is a very interesting pick because here's the thing: if he can get separation right and he can stay healthy, Brady is. We already know because we saw in New England even when Gronk was not good, Brady will force feed him the ball even when he shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even in situations where the coverage isn't ideal, like you could be. In, there were times that Brady would throw to Gronk in, like, triple coverage just to fucking throw him the ball. Think okay. about it Think about it this way. So, in New England, Tom Brady, his most trusted wide receivers are Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman. When he needed to convert on third down, he's looking at Edelman. He's looking at Gronk. Now that he's on the Bucks, he hasn't built any chemistry with any of the wide receivers other than, you know, training camp. Sure, he's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin, two elite talents. But when you're looking for a guy to make a, you know, a conversion, a third down conversion, your go-to guy, and you need to get a pass completion, and if Rob Gronkowski is in there, you bet he's going to be looking for him. Exactly. And that's my thing. So I think I think Gronk could potentially be the steal of the draft. And, I mean, even, even if he doesn't get yardage in the open field um, or a lot of receptions, Brady will still look for him for sure in the red zone. So he could get a touchdown or two per game as well. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, he's still he's still a, a huge target. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a massive dude. So he Brady can throw the ball up to him in the end zone. I mean, so there's, there's still there, – I like that pick. There's a lot of potential there is what I'm saying. I think, like you yeah. guys talked about, tight ends are kind of a shit show anyway. It's a crapshoot every time that you, you pick a tight end. So why not take the risk? You know what I mean? I think it's worth it. MVP for Matt Emerald's team, it's going to be Clyde. Clyde. Um, X Factor, yeah. as we've all been talking about, it's going to be Grunk. Yep. Yep. All right. You guys mind if we do my team next? Oh, yeah. You got to bounce, right? You got to go. Yeah. All right. None other than Mason Boyd's team, last place, three time toilet bowl winner. Hold on. Hold on. Actually, I can't, I can't talk about it because I'm sure he's going to reveal it. <laughs> no, I'm not revealing anything. It's up to you guys. Okay. All right. Well, Sousa changed his team name. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, that's that's it. So, uh, Wonka's Warriors. But Wonka's it's picture, Warriors. It's a picture of Willy Wonka with all of his Oompa Loompas. <laughs> However, the Oompa Loompas have the faces of my team on them. Are you serious? Oh, my God. Warriors, baby. Watch out. I love this. What are you going to do if you trade people? I'll have to make a new (laughs) picture. update the logo? (laughs) It wasn't too hard to make, I got to say. Too funny. 
All right. So all right, back uh, to Mason's team. Three-time yeah, Color Bowl winner. We actually changed the last place trophy to be called the Mason. Oh, it's official, man. Place, uh, are you dropping that video on uh... – See, the thing is I tried and I can't because of copyright issues with the song. Oh, no. So, ladies and gentlemen, in case you missed it, Mason and I had a bet last year head-to-head where the loser would have to do uh, a video of some sort of the other's choosing. Uh, we never got around to do it last year during the regular season. Then it turns out Mason becomes a three-time toilet bowl winner. So I said, you know what, Mason? Let's combine our bet with your toilet bowl punishment, and you have to star in a music video by my direction, by my producing, by my creation. And yeah. that's exactly what we did. So the video, this- the video is produced. It is done. I have it saved on my computer. I have it on my phone. So listeners, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot post the video to social media because of copyright issues with the song. But if you want to hear this video, if you want to see this video, DM me, text me, <laughs> call me. I will send it to you. You can show your nice. friends. You can show your parents. You can show your relatives at Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, Don't yep. do that. Do I was going to say the same that. thing. Do not do that. Yeah, just, just for clarity's sake, because if you watch it, obviously it makes me look horrible. Uh, just, just so you know, I had no – there was no music. We just went to my parents' house because I wanted to film it there. Uh, and he just told me to do assorted things, and I did them. And then he – credit to him because this man, this man is a savant when it comes to editing because I had no music. And he still he made it look like I was doing shit in the music. So, thank you, Miss, <laughs> and thank you for being such a good sport about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, dude, a bet's a bet. You know, I'm uh, I was I always always live up to my my bets. So maybe uh, maybe we'll return the favor. I think I finished you week eleven. We can oh, do another God. bet. Yeah, no, we're not we're not doing that. This year. <laughs> 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 we'll go back to the team the name on Twitter. All right. Um, <laughs> something else. I don't know. Maybe I'll think of something else. All right, so the Mason winner, last place Mason Boyd team, known as Brennan's Belly Button, as voted on by the league. Um, <laughs> let's look at your team, Mason. You had the 10th pick in the draft. Yes. And you decided to go with Kenyon Drake. Yeah, because I have team. balls on like Greg. Oh, shit. Now, do you feel comfortable with Kenyon Drake as your RB1? Uh, Yes. I well, I do. I'm I'm nervous still, but I think I think it'll pan out. As like I said, I I have confidence that the Cardinals are going to be a good team. I was really surprised when you picked him. I did not think he'd actually do it. Nope. I'll be honest. I was going to decide because Craig had uh, obviously he took um, Jacobs the pick before me, and I think if Jacobs was there, I probably would have took uh, probably would have taken him instead. Uh. But this was the best available back at the yeah. time. So I don't blame you for having to go that route. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, Nick, Chubb, Nick Chubb was available. Well. No, Miles Sanders was the best available back. Oh, my God. And Nick, Nick Chubb was available as well. So. It's available, but I think at least on the list in ESPN, Kenyon yeah, Drake yeah. was Yeah, yeah. Technically, it was, it was Miles Sanders and Kenyon Drake. But All right, I, Mason. I, I felt better about Drake personally. So you got Kenyon Drake. James Conner as an RB2, 
Chris Godwin as your wide receiver one, Michael Gallup as your wide receiver two, Mark Andrews as your tight end, Henry Ruggs III as your first flex, and Emmanuel Sanders as your second flex. Rounded out by the Saints defense and Drew B- Drew Brees himself at quarterback. Of the bench, you got Jerry Judy. And I'm looking at the rest of these guys. I wanted him. You got Damian Harris, who could be something. Right now he's got a big Q projected for zero. And then the rest of these guys, I feel like are all shot in the darks. A little bit. Ozigbo? Ozigbo is actually uh, projected to be the number one back for Jacksonville. It's possible. So. If it's Popsicle. I don't mind that pick. It's possible. But like I said, a shot in the dark. And even if he is the number one receiver in Jacksonville, you, you really trust the Jacksonville offense? No, but that's why he's on my bench. So. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about. It. Let's talk about Mason's team, Susan. I was gonna say you guys, you guys go right. ahead, and then I'll I'll talk at the end. Maybe give a little. All right, so Mason. I got. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. You go. All right. I'm facing Mason week one, oh. and Ooh. and when uh, when we were drafting, I was looking at his team. I was monitoring it at one point, and um, now I gotta say, all right, I'm not I'm not too afraid of this team going into week one. But now that I'm looking at it, Mason, I got to say, it's a pretty good team. I don't see any – I mean, obviously, flexes are usually the most riskier guys, but I don't really see any, like, risks or question marks with this team. I think James Conner, maybe he won't be an RB1 like he was at one year. But if he's healthy, I'm sure he's going to be a, a solid RB2 with RB1 upside. Godwin and Gallup. Those are solid guys, too. Godwin could be a wide receiver one. Gallup, solid wide receiver two. Kenyon Drake has the, the top five, top ten upside. Will it happen? I don't know. But he won't bust, I don't think. He's not going to bust for you. And then uh, Mark Andrews right. is a great tight end. Henry Ruggs, we'll see. But solid flex. Emmanuel Sanders also solid flex. And I love Drew Brees. You got that Brees-Sanders potential connection. So I think this is an all-around above-solid team. Solid with a little extra. Thank you. I'll give it a B plus. Thanks. I'm a little nervous for week one. <laughs> I'm projected to lose. Mason, I will give you. You're right. I'll give you a B plus. And here's why. Every position you have from quarterback to defense is solid or better. Yeah. There's just a couple things that worry me a little too much. Kenyon Drake as your RB1. Sure. He had flashes last year where he can be the guy. And he can handle the workload. He had he had two games towards the end of the season where he had 20-plus carries, and he got 30 points each on both of those games. Other than that, he didn't get over 20-plus carries. But those are also outliers because he scored six touchdowns in both in those two games combined. <laughs> Anyways, um, can he be the guy though in that in that offense? And like, are they going to feed him? Is he going to get you know goal line carries here? Like, I I personally have never been a believer in Kenyon Drake even when he was on Miami. This is his best case scenario as far as like any in his career of any offense he's been on. So I understand why he's going to a high end draft and this and that. Do I trust him? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. 
A guy that I actually trust a little bit more than Kenyon Drake is your RB2, and that's James Conner. People forget about James Conner, but he was the man. With Big Ben healthy in that offense, he can be the man again. And he's a solid RB2 with fucking RB1 potential, as we've seen in the past. Um, Chris Godwin, like I said, I think is the best receiving option on Tampa Bay. Um, just based on talent alone and what kind of receiver he is. He might be like what Julian Edelman was to Tom Brady. Um, Michael Gallup, you already know how I feel about him. I think he will emerge as the best Cowboys wide receiver this year. But there's also a very good chance that he might not. With Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb added to the mix now. He could either stay the same, which was very good wide receiver too last year. He could go up. Touchdown numbers could go up. Receptions could go up a little bit more. Or he could go down now that you add C.D. Lamb to the mix. And C.D. Lamb could take some of his receptions. But I like him as a wide receiver, too. Mark Andrews is a tight end. He's a good pick. Can he replicate what he did last year? Depends on Lamar Jackson. Henry Ruggs III is going to be your X factor. And you reached for him, but it might have been the smartest pick you've made in the draft. Why? Because he has no wide receiver competition. He's the wide receiver one. They drafted him to be the wide receiver one. Derek Carr keeps improving as much as people don't. He goes under the radar. Don't look at him. Statistically, he keeps improving. I like Henry Ruggs. As your first flex, right now he's flex potential because nobody's seen what he's done. But who's to say he can't finish top 20 or even as a wide receiver one when it's all said and done. Look at what Tyrell Williams did last year with touchdowns. If he gets those touchdown numbers plus any receptions that he could possibly get as the wide receiver one, Henry Ruggs could be a stud. And then Emmanuel Sanders. It's a good pick in a high-powered Saints offense as a guy opposite Michael Thomas. I'd like to say that you know, teams would be like, oh, you double, t- double cover Michael Thomas, you know, you leave Sanders open, this and that, but even when you double cover Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas still gets the ball. So, I mean, we'll see how Sanders is. He's obviously a better option than Traquan Smith or fucking Ted Ginn or whoever else. Um, but as a second flex, I really don't hate it. And then Drew Brees is quarterback. Can't really go wrong there. The most accurate passer in the league. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate uh, I like it. Appreciate what you guys said. Um, so, real quickly before I go, if I was to give you thought process – on some of my picks here. Sure. So I think um, I, Glenn's right. I did reach. I think the pick, the pick that's going to be very important for me, I think there's two. Obviously, number one is Kenyon Drake. Um, I need him to give me – I need him to give me at least at least, least two numbers. At least 15 a week. Yeah. He used to deliver. That's the right. thing. I need, but the thing is, I have a little bit of wiggle room there because James Conner, I think, is being a little bit slept on. Right. And I think he has, like you guys said, he has the potential to be a, a very high RB2 or low RB1. Actually, he has he has high RB, RB1 upside as well after the season that he had a few seasons ago when, uh, obviously, Bell held out. Um. So I think I have a little bit of wiggle room there at my R- RB spot. So it ended up working out for me, even though I took Kenyon Drake first, um, that I have James Conner in my back pocket. Um, I think my wide receivers are solid. Uh, 
Chris Godwin, like you said, I think is going to be kind of Tom Brady's. I think he's going to be like the Tampa Bay version of Julian Edelman for Brady. He's going to be the one that moves the sticks, whereas Mike Evans might be the guy who goes for the home run. Um, I think Chris Godwin will be the one who's going to move the sticks there, uh, and he's going to get a lot of receptions. He might not get a lot of touchdowns, but he's going to go out of receptions, I think. And then Michael Gallup, I think, is going to take the next step. I know I last year I had to try and talk myself into saying that he wasn't good because I traded him to Jake, but I actually do think he's good. And I think he's going to be very good in that offense this year, especially with Mike McCarthy as the head coach now. Um, So uh, that's why I picked him. And then I think Mark Andrews is going to be good again because if Lamar Jackson doesn't improve at all and he stays the same that he was last year, he's going to throw the ball at the tight end a lot. They like to use the tight end in that offense uh, quite a bit, as we saw last year. So I think he'll be solid. And then I, my make-or-break picks, one was Kenyon Drake, two I think is Henry Ruggs. Um, I reached on him because Tyrell Williams was placed on season-ending IR. I think, like you said, Derek Carr gets slept on a lot, but the offense in Oakland is usually pretty good. Um, and now that there's no one else there, it's his job for the taking. And he's been one of the most highly touted rookies uh, coming out this year as far as wide receivers go. And I knew he wasn't going to make it to me on the swing bag. Or it would have it been close because uh, I think he was ranked like 103 or something. and I Or like one, 113. And I took him like uh, 94. So, 75th. Wait, okay, never mind. I'm thinking of someone else. No, he was like he was in the 90s, I think. So it would have been it would have been close, like when it came back on uh on my second run through. So I didn't want to take the risk because I really wanted him, and I think he's he's gonna be a good flex option for me. And then I think Sanders is gonna be a good New Orleans offense. So you got Jerry Judy yeah. off the bench. The only thing that scares me, Mason, and I have the same problem with my team. If one of our running backs goes down and you have injury-prone James Conner, Kenyon Drake, too, was a big cute next to him, we literally have nobody to throw the void. <laughs> See, I'm hoping – I am hoping that Damian Harris actually turns into something this year because I think Sony Michelle's going to be on a very short lease, uh, personally. And James White is not a uh, every-down back. So, and Damian Harris supposedly can run, uh, you know. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But he's he's already out week one. He has a hand injury, so. And you have Snell in case that happens to Connor. Yeah, I took Snell. There. He's technically – I know your your dad was talking shit to me when he took uh, – when he took what's-his-name um, yesterday. I don't remember. Uh, he took the, the other backup like the third string running back but I like I took Benny Snell and like he's the second guy on the depth chart so I don't know yeah but, but yeah, yeah so, I'm, looking, uh, I'm looking at Snell when he took over for Connor 21 16 16 these are all carries and 18 so yeah I was gonna lie so basically but, uh, my, basically you call my dad an idiot I'm not calling your dad an idiot. He was just talking shit, but Benny Snell was still on the board, so I don't know why he was talking shit. Yeah, he got McFarland Jr. Oh. But all right. Hopefully he doesn't come to that and you still have James Garner. Yeah, hopefully. But uh Susan, did you talk about Mason's team real quick before he leaves? Yeah. 
Yeah, I went, I went through it. Oh, you did? I, gave yeah, it a, I, I gave it a B plus, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you both gave it a B plus. All right. Um, MVP for you is going to be Chris Godwin. And your X Factor, Henry Ruggs. Hey, I would agree with that. MVP, Kenyon Drake, X Factor, Ruggs. If Kenyon Drake, Drake is your MVP, that's either really good or, or really bad. bad. <laughs> well, hopefully it's really good. <laughs> all right. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I will see you all on the next podcast. I tell my parents move some shit. So. Right. Tell Scott to be in Wendy. I said hello. Will do. Bye-bye. All right, see you. See you. And Mason is out. This team fucking sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> no, he's, he, he actually he drafted a pretty good team. Yeah, could this be Mason's no. solid year? No, I'm not saying championship. I'm just saying, could this be like a non-toilet As bowl? Back to the playoff playoffs? Down? Yeah. Only time will tell. You got to think about he's in the division he's in, too. You, me, Panacho, Gomes. Gomes is a really strong team this year. Gomes is the X factor in our division. Because lately it's been you, me, and Panacho have been making the playoffs in like three consistent years. Brendan made the playoffs two years ago. Did you make the playoffs last year, Brendan? Uh, your dad did. It was, it was me, you, Panacho, and your dad. But Gomes is the guy who, at the beginning, always made the playoffs. But he's missed it a couple times in recent years. Yeah. So he's the X factor. And now with the, the, the way his team looks already, we'll see. It's a long season, though. Yeah, anything can happen. And really. I keep saying this, and we always said this to Mason, you don't win your team at the draft. I was just going to say that, too. We'll see if this is his team at week or 10. Win your, win your league at the draft. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, so where were we? Let's go back to the West. Um, we got JV and the Aronson brothers. Team Shark Attack. He told me he was going to change his team name, but he did not. Okay. JV's team? Uh, I honestly, this you, you said Brendan's team before? Yeah, I didn't quite look at this one a lot, though. So. I, don't, I don't like this team. I don't like this team either. I don't like it at all. Do you know if JV auto-drafted at all? I don't, I don't. I didn't see the fucking, you know how it has like the little gear symbol next to the name on the auto-draft? Okay, yeah. I didn't see that at all during the draft. I'm pretty sure JV was there. Yeah, I never saw the clock go to zero, so. Listen, JV has three oh. guys. He has three guys you can believe in and actually put yep. in trust. It's Kyler Murray, Devontae Adams, and Tyler Lockett. And even Tyler Lockett is like, you have trust in him, but he also could be like, mm. I, I believe in him as a wide receiver, too. Those three guys – if, if those are the only three guys I saw on the team, I'd be like, all right, this is a pretty good team. What else you got? He's well, just, what else does he have? Well, as a wide receiver, too, it's fine, but he's also inconsistent. So there's going to be weeks where he gets, you know, four points, this and that. And I don't think JV's team is good enough to overcome Tyler Lockett not getting 10 points every week. Um, his running backs are Miles Sanders and Melvin Gordon. And I don't, I don't like – Miles Sanders as as an RB one, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't understand. And the thing is, like, here I am at 14th pick, right? And I know everybody in the league, and I'm like, okay, Sousa's before me, and this guy. I said nobody's gonna draft Miles Sanders in the top 10. I know that for a fact. I said other people will go. I said if it comes down to it, and if Sousa has a pick before me, he's not drafting Miles Sanders. And then if it comes to me with back to back picks, 
I'm not drafting Miles Sanders. <laughs> he's going to go, like, around to somebody else. And, and I know. he could have been second round. But JV bit the bullet, and he drafted Miles Sanders based on where he was ranked. He's ranked eighth. Right. You're right. He could have made it, made it to the second round. Like, I, I just – I don't know, man. Like, like – Everybody is hyping him up, and I get it. You know, they say he's going to be the workload back. He's this and that. He's a good talent. But to draft him as your first pick, as your RB1, <laughs> I just don't understand it. I don't either, man. I mean, the the Eagles have – when was the last time they actually had an official workhorse? Maybe McCoy? Shady McCoy. Because I've had, I've been involved in their in their backfield, and it's always been a three-headed monster. Corey Clement has always been a part of it, and he's still there. Boston Scott, there's been good things about him. Miles Sanders, yeah, he probably will get the bulk of the carries, but the, the will best it be that, like 12, 13 carries? That's, a, that's what I'm saying. He, he only had one game last year where he got exactly 20 carries. Other than that, it was less than 20 carries. What's going to help Miles Sanders is him in the passing game. Because I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at his his receptions. He's he caught a pass in every game besides one, and he had four, three, 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 two, three, five, four, six, five. That's what you're wrong from running back. But is it is it going to be good enough? And the, you lost you lost two offensive linemen on the Eagles, so that hurts. You don't you don't have any throwing options, so you can honestly just stack the box against Miles Sanders right now. Because yeah, Jeffrey's not there, Ragor's not there. I, right, Deshaun Jackson's there, but he could go down anytime. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. That is the riskiest pick in the draft. I, you know, we should have for Kenyon Drake. I believe in Kenyon Drake a lot more than I believe in Miles Sanders. I and, do too. Uh, I mean, maybe it'll work out, but I just can't. And the thing is, like, it. so he has Miles Sanders, and then it's RB two. Is <laughs> another big question mark in Melvin Gordon in Denver. Oh, <laughs> it's it's just I, like. I, don't like that pick, Melvin Gordon. I just I'm so cold on him. There's nothing I want to do with with Melvin Gordon with Philip Lindsay in so Denver. The, the thing is, like in my opinion, since Philip Lindsay has been in Denver, he has forced himself to get carries and get time because of what he's doing with them. He's been the guy. Literally, Denver has tried to be like, okay, Royce Freeman, here you go. We're gonna Devonta give you carries. Right, right. We're gonna give you guys carries, but Philip Lindsay keeps emerging. If they, they get Melvin Gordon, but if Melvin Gordon – like, we saw what Melvin Gordon can do in the past. He'd be a top-five running back. But if he doesn't, like, produce right away, Philip Lindsay is going to keep cutting and cutting and cutting into his workload. Mm-hmm. And then you're stuck with Melvin Gordon, who could turn into what Royce Freeman was. And then Philip Lindsay just emerges second half of the season. I don't like Melvin Gordon. Not on the Broncos. Yep. And then David Montgomery's his third running back, who's out for the first few weeks. And, you know, he's, he is the guy there, so he will get volume. But we saw him get volume last year, too. He's just kind of underwhelming. I, I think, I think if, if, if he's healthy and he is the guy, he'll be fine as a flex. That's what he has him as. Uh, yeah. he, has, he has RB2 potential and upside with that. I love – Love the Noah Font pick. Noah Fant. Yeah, you do. Um, second year tight ends, Susan. That's right. And I was playing Madden, and he got an eighty-plus yard touchdown on me. I'm telling you, man, he's good. I like him. He's got the Patriots D. Not going to be what they were last year, but they'll they'll still be pretty good. Um, 
Deshaun Watson, Nikhil Harry, Carson Wentz on his bench. He's got Kyler Murray. No, Deshaun uh, Jackson, not Watson. Oh, Deshaun Jackson. I'm sorry, I said Watson. Um, I don't know. I'm giving JV. C minus because I still like Adams, Lockett, Murray. I'm not, I don't, yeah, a C minus because Murray, Adams, Lockett, and Fant, they could win him some weeks. It's just the running backs, really. Uh, yeah, I, I, and who knows? Maybe we're wrong. And Miles Maybe. Sanders is, lives up to the number eight potential. Well, man, that is. And you had Melvin Gordon on top. It'd be different if he had, like, if he had any other RB2 who wasn't Melvin Gordon, like, if it was like a Mark Ingram or a Lev Bell yeah. or, you know, a James Conner or whoever, I'd, I'd feel a lot better about it because those guys have potential to be that RB1 in case Miles Sanders isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Melvin Gordon, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yep. We'll see. But C minus. C minus is MVP. Devontae Adams. Yeah, I'm going to go with Murray. Kyler Murray. All right, I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. His X factor, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. You wouldn't expect that from the first pick. No. X factor being your first pick. Right. (laughs) It's true. Um, All right. The Fresh Prince of Hilaire, Jake Aronson. That's a funny team name because he doesn't actually have Hilaire. Nope. So That bothers me, actually. Yeah, that's like me saying – uh, name my team Big Trust and not having Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um, right. We'll see. Right, this might be actually the first time I'm looking at Jake Aronson's team. Same. So far, so Dalvin Cook was his, was his first pick. He had a he had a top five pick, I think. Was it top five? Yeah, he, he drafted had, Cook. Had uh, Cook number five. Number five. So I like that pick. That that's a solid pick. And then I think he went Eckler as a second one. So is that is Eckler as an RB two? I actually like because I, I similar to Sanders and, an RB2. and yeah, similar to Sanders and Drake. I was kind of Eckler was in that. What the fuck? I'm gonna get a call from work. Sorry, we're not in today. Um, <laughs> but the branches are open on the Saturdays though. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, Eckler has been kind of grouped with the, the Drakes and the Sanders as be, Miles Sanders as being like the same type of guy, but yet being an RB1 possible first round pick or possible as your RB1. And I hated that. But that's his RB2, which I love. I, I have no problem with him being an RB2. No, not at all, because Eckler is that guy who could, have, who could be an RB1. He finished sixth last year. That's crazy. Sixth. And you know why? He had three rushing touchdowns, but I'm looking at his receiving numbers. Week one, six receptions for 96 yards and two touchdowns. Week Week four, five receptions, 62 yards and a touchdown. Week seven, seven receptions, 118 yards and a touchdown. Like week, week 14, four receptions, 112 yards and a touchdown. My God. He has four receptions. He has multiple receptions every game last year. And in like no. QB change, we'll see if that makes an impact. I don't think it will. If anything, it's going to keep him the same because Austin Eckler will be the check down guy. He'll be the guy, you know, doing, you know, this, he's got Tyrod Taylor starting. And then we'll see what happens with uh, Herbert after. Mm-hmm. But I like Eckler, man. I, and, and like, even if he is your RB1, 
I feel more comfortable with Austin Eckler as an RB1 than I do with Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders. Really? Over Drake, too? Over Drake, too. Interesting. I got, I, like I told you, I'm just not – I'm not a Kenyon Drake fan. He has potential to, you know, do whatever. But last year, I feel like he just bottled it into three weeks. <laughs> and I feel yeah, like we'll Austin, Austin Eckler, based on volume alone, is going to be – it's going to be good. So, the fact that he has Cook and Eckler – that's good. That spells that's very good. That is that is good. That actually might be that might challenge Panacho as the best RB tandem in Harry, Henry and Carson. I think I think Cook and Eckler could actually be better, especially in half point PPR. In terms of two running backs, yeah. But yeah, overall in terms of running backs overall. Yeah, running backs overall, right. definitely Panacho, but I'm saying like top two, like RB one and RB two. Yeah. I think Jake Aronson has it. Um, All right. So how did that impact the rest of his team? Well, you got Zach Ertz. That's that's a very good tight end. Yeah, you can't be mad about that. And he's got Tyler Higby on the bench. Oh yeah. Okay. That's that's a very good pick. I mean, yeah, like I said, you can even roll out Higby in a flex if if one of these guys doesn't pan out, like if Will Fuller goes down or carry on Johnson isn't, you know, getting success. I feel like Higby can be that good in the Rams offense this year. But his wide receivers, he's got AJ Brown and Tyler Boyd. How do you feel about that? Um, face value, I don't feel the best, but at the same time, the context is his running backs are stacked and he has a really good tight end. And A.J. Brown can be a potential top 14 guy or like a wide receiver one. So He finished 15 last year. Exactly. Now, he had – that was pretty much on the back of a bunch of touchdowns, I imagine, right? He had uh... – in my opinion, he should have won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, you know, he only had eight touchdowns, nine eight, total. He had eight touchdowns, but he had a thousand yards. Yeah, so it's the receptions. receptions. Yeah, that's the that's, thing. It's the reception numbers that are that are going to be with AJ Brown. And, and then we'll there's see. the whole conversation of Tannehill not being as good as he was right. last year. But right. AJ Brown, given the running backs, I don't mind. And Tyler Boyd, I think, can be a safe wide receiver piece on his team. I like Tyler Boyd this year with Joe Burrow. And then Will Fuller and his flex can be that that boom guy that you might need to make up right. for lacking wide receivers. Right. He has on Johnson. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. Second flex, though. I mean, what, yeah. what, what do you want? It, it, it can change throughout the year. Who knows? It could work out, too, with on Last year, on missed a lot of time. Uh, but if he's healthy, we'll see what happens, what they do with him and Swift. Um, Robbie Anderson on his bench for Carolina. Yeah, that's a wait and see. Got to wait and see with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Van Jefferson on his bench. Wide receiver drafted to the Rams. Right. Maybe. I don't know. There's a Brash- lot of mouths to feed there. Brashad Perriman on the Jets. He did something last year out of nowhere. Didn't he, he? Yeah, he was the fucking man from like <laughs> weeks 13 to 17. Yeah, 30 points, 14, 22 points. 14 in week four, in week uh, 14 as well, so four straight weeks of being the guy. Right. Um, who knows then, if that's going to be a consistent location. thing. Right. So I, he's got a lot of wait-and-see players, uh, especially on his bench. Um, I like this team. I like Joe Burrow, too. As, yeah, as Joe a, Burrow. We didn't talk about that. It's a rookie quarterback so far, just from what you've seen. Him in college this last year. The guy's talented. Um, it's going to be tough, you know, making the adjustment to the NFL. 
But I feel like rookie quarterbacks usually do all right. I mean, he's got Tannehill on his bench. Um, I don't know, quarterback's another position. It's like tight end. You can always plug and play, pick somebody up and do whatever. Even if Burrow doesn't work out, there's a bunch of guys who can suffice. I'm pretty sure Kirk Cousins is still on waivers. No, yeah. I don't think he is. Derek Carr is. Just as long as you don't spend a high pick on one, they can right. be ex- expendable. Right. I'm giving Jake Aronson a B plus. Me too. Um, Not bad. Definitely one of his better teams. Yeah. For now. Jake Aronson, I'm going to call right now from week one, back to the playoffs. Well, this is the year, right? Every three years he has a really good team. I think this is the one. Is this the third year? I think so. I feel like Panacho has mentioned that before, that this would be this, his year. Could be. I'll look in the archives right I now. Think, no, I think I beat him in the playoffs two years ago. I will Not take a look. last year, but the year before. Hmm. Um, wait, what? 2019, he was 10 and 3. Last year. Really? I guess so. Maybe last year was his third year. Who did he lose to in All the right. playoffs? Um, that's crazy. He lost to Chris. Chris. That's right. He was a number three seed. All right, so last year was his <laughs> All right, maybe, wow. um, right, maybe we're just shitting on Jake Aronson. Maybe. Um, all right, let's talk about his brother, Zach Aronson. Chalupa fuckmans. Chalupa fuckmans. Is his team picture supposed to be that? or I don't know. That kind of pissed me off. Is it like an error? I think it may be an error. All right. Okay. Um, what the hell? Is this really his team? No, this is last year. Jesus. I'm still in the last year. <laughs> Okay, hold on a second. You can continue. All right, let's start out with the big guns for the Chulipa fuck fans. Quarterback, he's got Patrick Mahomes. He was the first quarterback off the board. He went Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, so, he planted his flag. Yeah, he right did. And, he, and he's riding the Pat Mahomes train. He's got Zeke Elliott. Got him with the third pick in the draft. Marlon Mack is his RB2. His wide receivers are DJ Moore and Keenan Allen. Tight end is Austin Hooper, and his flexes are Jarvis Landry and J.K. Dobbins, along with the Ravens' D. Mm. On his bench, I do like his depth. He's got Latavius Murray, Miko Hardman, Paris Campbell, Frank Gore. Yeah, I wanted Frank Gore. Yeah, no, I'm didn't. surprised he grabbed him when he did. Um, but, yeah, his bench is – is better than a lot of benches with potential guys you can start if you need to. Um, you can definitely see – I don't know. His, his Marlon Mack is the RP2 is a little weird for me. Right, and, and he's got Dobbins too. Like, I feel like after Zeke, the RBs are just like – and even Latavius Murray, like it's a guy who could, could do something, but he's still playing by – Well, that's him. the whole – that's because he drafted Zeke then Mahomes, then went wide receivers for like two, maybe three picks. And when you do that, you're left with garbage for running backs. But with Zeke being part of that, to really take the blunt of uh, the RB points, you can afford to do that, I think. And And, um, Mahomes did the same thing when he drafted Jackson. Yeah, and Marlon Mack, he's not like – 
Like he's still there. He he still right. could be yeah, the like starter. I mean, right. Jonathan Taylor was drafted, but we don't know how they're going to really use him. So Marlon Mack can get you some points. J.K. Dobbins, um, I like him, but I don't see Mark Ingram really going anywhere. No, but I mean J.K. Dobbins will probably be involved in terms of maybe like passing game and whatnot. Landry is a flex is a great pick. I like that. Yeah, that's a good. He is a flex guy. Keenan Allen and D.J. Moore as wide receivers. That's very solid. Um, yeah, solid. It's not to me. It's not very attractive, but I think DJ Moore will be a wide receiver one. You think he'll be better than Keenan Allen? Yes, I do. Is that because Keenan Allen's losing Philip Rivers? Because Keenan Allen finished eighth last year, and DJ Moore eighteenth. It's. I think it's a. Yeah, it's a combination of Allen losing Rivers and DJ Moore getting Teddy Bridgewater. I think Bridgewater is going to help out DJ Moore. And, uh, and Keenan Allen's going to get hurt by no Philip Rivers. But that doesn't mean Keenan Allen's going to drop significantly. I think he'll still be right. a solid, solid yeah, wide receiver. Those are very safe safe wide receivers, uh, Keenan Allen and DJ Moore. Austin Hooper is his tight end now in Cleveland. I'm pretty sure he said he wasn't too happy about that. He was no. looking for another guy. Yeah, he was. Um, I'm not a fan of it either. Cleveland no. tight end. Yeah. You talking about Baker's Spoon? Is it big enough to feed everybody? Oh, yeah, Baker's Spoon, yeah. I don't know. I But overall, I like Zach's team. You got Mahomes, Zeke. I like the the combination of wide receivers, the DJ Moore, Keenan Allen. I'm, I'm going to give Zach a B-. minus. I will, too. Um, not bad, not bad. But also, you know, you look at Mahomes and Zeke, two guys who can also win when when you're your weak. Right, Mahomes, Zeke, and very solid wide receivers. That's right. the bulk of your team. Right. Obviously, you're going to have weak spots somewhere else. But um, those are pretty solid guys right there. Exactly. Uh, MVP for Zach. Oh, do we do MVPs for uh, Jake? Not, no. for, not for Jake Aronson, no. MVP for Jake Aronson is going to be... Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. X-Factor. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Um, I almost M- said Will Fuller. That too. MVP for Zach is going to be Zeke. X Factor for him. This is interesting. I'd say Marlon Mack. Because who knows? Maybe Mack will be the guy. Maybe Jonathan Taylor won't get it done this year. I'm going to say J.K. Dobbins. If Dobbins emerges... And starts getting the workload. We saw what Mark Ingram did last year with that Ravens offense and um, right Mark Jackson. So who knows? And that way, even if Mark Mac, you know, does take the brunt of things with Jonathan Taylor, you got J.K. Dobbins who was on the emergence. Mm-hmm. And last in the le- uh, last in the West, but not the least, is Team Starfish. Chris oh yeah, where is he? Down here. I like it. Team Starfish, Chris Hartnett. I'm starting off giving Team Starfish. I want to give him an A minus. Yeah, it's a pretty solid team. But I, I'm going to go a B plus. Just in the fact that he owns two Giants wide receivers. I'm going to give him a B plus. <laughs> He's not even starting both of them. I know, but uh, um, he owns two of them. Running backs, Kamara, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay. I think that's that's pretty pretty good. That's very good. 
wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, T.Y. Hilton, and I guess Darius Slayton. T.Y. Hilton and Kenny Galladay, I like that. I love that. I, I like love that a lot. Kenny Galladay. I love T.Y. Hilton now with Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, obviously a stud quarterback. You got Elvin Kamara. Right, which he grabbed right away with what pick? He was uh, he was the fourth pick. Fourth, fourth pick. So he got him over Dalvin Cook, over um, – Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I was a little surprised then. Honestly, I've kind of been fading him a little bit over recent weeks given the contract dispute, uh, not practicing, an epidural shot in the, in the back. You don't just get that for fun. Right. Um, but he's still – He's still the man. He's healthy right now, so we think. So I, I, I don't mind the pick. And I like to, I honestly like David Johnson as an RB too. I, I really think like he him. will have a pretty decent year and might shock some people in Houston. Yeah, I think you're right too. And then even if that doesn't work, you still got Philip Lindsay. Like I said, I think it's gonna emerge. The only guy I don't like does. in the starting lineup is Darius Slayton, but as your second flex. I don't mind He's Slayton. probably fine. I think Slayton has uh, good chemistry with Daniel Jones, and I think it'll get better this year. And if not, he's got Golden Tate, so he can swap out whichever one is playing better. True, true. Um, so yeah, I mean, Jared Cook is a tight end I like. I think yeah, it'll be good. Tight end's tight end. He's got Jack Dillon on his bench, too. Uh, his bench ain't too deep besides Golden Tate. He's got Duke Johnson. We probably put in there as like a second flex if necessary, but we'll see how that works with David Johnson. Jamal Williams, see what happens in in Green Bay with Aaron Jones. Um, but I don't think expect anything crazy out of him. Yeah, I give Chris a B plus. Almost an A minus, but uh I don't know. Maybe Slayton. Slayton, Slayton on the that's what <laughs> I'll, I'm, I will give it an A minus. All right, I'll give it an A minus, Chris. <laughs> I think he I think he did a good job. I didn't I didn't think so during the draft. I didn't really pay too much attention. Um, but he ended up with a pretty good team. All right. All right. We're down to our team. Do your team or my team? <sighs> I don't know. You're the host. We'll do my team. Okay. My team, the nation of domination. Let's so, see here. Where are we? So I have the there 14th pick in the draft. And you're the 13th pick in the draft. Yeah. So you'll see how these, how those types of teams work out. Right, so that was kind of annoying. And I'll tell you right now, my biggest problem is going to be running backs because I got basically nobody. Yeah, yep. But I really like my wide receiver depth a lot. Um, all right, let's just go through my team real quick. My quarterback is Tom Brady. I actually reached a little bit for Tom Brady because I believe he will be the man. He's got something to prove. He has all these weapons at his disposal. And he's going to be good. Even, you yeah. know, factor in, like, the running aspect of quarterbacks nowadays, like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Dak, Kyler. Even Pat Mahomes can run the ball a little bit. Brady doesn't do that. But Brady, as bad as you thought he was last year, still finished top 12. He was number 12. Hmm. And, and he had nobody to throw the ball to. Like I said, since – 2007, this is probably the most weapons he's had on his team. Oh, yeah. And I expect good things from Tom Brady. So, we're going to see. My first, pick, my first pick was Nick Chubb. 
Um, you went Julio Jones, which really upset me because I was going to draft him with one of my two picks. Um, but that's fine. I was able to go with Nick Chubb. I thought you were going to draft either him or Aaron Jones. Huh. And um, you didn't draft it Julio. So that gave me the choice. I could have went Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones. But I felt like I needed a good wide receiver, a top five wide receiver at the time uh, in that 14th spot. Yep. So instead of going with Devontae Adams, I went with Tyreek Hill. Just simply on the boom factor of Tyreek Hill and being on one of the best offenses in the league. Doesn't, yeah. have, doesn't have the volume that you'd like, but when he fucking booms, he booms. He's a guy who can win you your week with one 70-yard touchdown play. Yeah, I love I love having Tyreek Hill on, on the team. I never have, but I always have one of them. By the wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. I feel like um, he is going to either stay the same or improve with Drew Locke. You added Jerry Judy to that, so it kind of takes some attention off of Sutton. Because Sutton was emerging last year as a pass catcher in that offense. I do like Cortland Sutton a lot uh, this year going forward. Uh, but we'll wait and see. He's a wide receiver too. But then as my other flex, I have Cooper Cup. Now this came to a pick where I could either draft a Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. In my opinion, I like Robert Woods more and you drafted him right after me just because of his mm. consistency. I think Robert Woods is more consistent. There's no more Brandon Cooks. There's going to be more targets to give out. But as far as scoring and explosiveness, I'm going with Cooper Cup. And that's what I yep. did. And I feel like as a flex, that's what you want from a guy. A guy who can get you 20 points. Like Cooper Cup finished number four last year. which is kind of After insane. a shitty end of the season, too. And the thing is, you talk about the shitty end of the season. He ended five straight weeks with a touchdown. Yeah, he did bail himself out, but there was like, how many catches though? He had six receptions, 65 yards and a touchdown. Four receptions, 45 yards and a touchdown. Six receptions, 41 yards and a touchdown. Four receptions, 31 yards and a touchdown. Seven receptions, 99 yards and a touchdown. The biggest thing for Cooper Cup towards the end of the year was him not being on the field. When he was on the field, You know, they were throwing him and looking his way, but there would just be some situations where it's like, why isn't he out there? Yeah, there was like a personnel shift that they ended up making, which made Cup they, – they just took him off the field. I mean, he went from um, over 90% snap percentage most of the year and then dropped to 72, 29%, 61, right. 61. And, like, and the thing is, like, did the Rams benefit from that? I don't know. I mean, that's when Higby definitely did. <laughs> Higby, Higby did, but I'm saying, like, did, did the Rams, like, as a team – so you're thinking about the Rams last year. You're a year removed from making the Super Bowl. Wouldn't you stick to the formula that, you know, got you there? Yeah. Instead of, like – like I mean, like, at that point in the season where they switched that personnel, they were kind of already, like, out of it because San Fran and Seattle had emerged out of the NFC West. So maybe they were just trying something new. But even with that that usage of Cooper Cup, like I said, as my first flex, he still scored. He still got catches. It'd be different if he yeah. had one catch games for like five yards, no touchdowns, or two catch games or whatever. He still got at least four receptions in those last last six weeks of the season. Um, he's explosive, and I like him. 
But I, I, like I said, I do like Robert Woods because you know what you're getting with Woods, and he's very consistent. And with the loss of Brandon Cooks, who knows how this Rams offense is going to work. With the loss yeah, of Todd know. Gurley, who knows is this Rams – is Jared Goff going to pass more? Is he going to pass less? You know, we, we don't know. Yeah. But I like it. Um, I have John Brown in my flex two spot as now. Also a pick that I like. He finished number 20 wide receiver last year. We know what he can do with Josh Allen. And now when you add Stephon Diggs to the mix, that even opens, opens up things more for him to get big plays. Um, as a second flex, I like John Brown a lot. But oh, yeah. the guy sure. I wanted, the guy I want, who uh, originally I want in that flex is going to be Debo Samuel. And Debo, I feel like, is going to take a big step this year once he comes back, if he can, you know, come back healthy off of that uh, broken foot injury that he had. Um, from where I got Debo, I think he's a guy who can step up and has wide receiver two potential with some upside as well. And if I got Tyreek Hill, Cortland Sutton, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, I like those guys in flexes. But the only down spot that I really have is the RB2 with James White. Just because I've had James White, I know how that Patriots backfield works. And it is such a headache and a struggle but at the time where I picked sure. James White, there was literally no other options. I was looking at, like, fucking that's, – that's the price you pay for going wide receiver heavy. Yeah, exactly. And it, with the 14 pick, you have back-to-back pick, and then you have to wait another 20-something picks before it comes to you. So, I got James White as an RB2. Hopefully, you know, Nick Chubb does his thing, and I don't have to worry about James White as much. But James White, for the most part, was very consistent early in the season. He's getting about nine or ten points for like five or six straight weeks. Mm-hmm. We don't know how the Patriots' offense is going to be with Cam. Right. Um, we don't know what running backs are going to emerge. Whether it's Demetrius Harris, Tony Michelle, Lamar Miller, Rex Burkhead, but James White, I feel like, is always finding his way into the mix, especially on passing downs. So I'm going off that. And James White saved my season last year. Yeah, he did. So yeah, little, you had to pick him. I got a little bias there. Um, tight end, Mike Gesicki. I have Mike Gesicki in two leagues because I believe in the sick Mike Gesicki. You got the sickness? I'm down with the sickness. Ah, there we go. Um, yeah, Mike Gesicki at tight end, I really like and I enjoyed it. He finished 11th last year, um, but towards the end of the season, man, he was emerging. Uh, catching touchdowns. Like I said, tight end's a position where you can go back and forth. I also have John Smith on my bench. I gather we talked Just about earlier. Just in case, yeah. Here when we were previewing tight ends, who could also emerge with the loss of um, Delaney Walker. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, so. What do you think? I wanted – I was aiming for Gusecki because when we drafted tight ends, it was late after a lot of them already went. Right. And he was my next best guy, but – at the turn where you grabbed him, I could have grabbed him ahead of you, but I uh, I had to go elsewhere. So you ended up with Kiseki. I think that's pretty good. Um, the running backs, for sure. I don't mind James White as an RB2, given the wide receivers. But it's just after that, you got to hope everyone's healthy. Right. <laughs> that's the only thing. Right. I drafted Adrian Peterson as a shot in the dark just because I love AP. And if he signs with the team, who knows? Who know, you know who could actually benefit from signing AP? Who? Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah. 
Yeah, he would be a, a decent guy to – so he's, he's a, he'd be a guy you can just start and know that he's going to get something. Right. So definitely got to um, see where he, he ends up. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, maybe you might even have the best flex tandem in the league. Where is – I think we said Amaral when he had – Edelman and Brandon Cooks. And you were saying Jake, too, with Jones and uh, Marvin Jones. and. Uh... Yeah, I, uh, this, that's interesting. I, who do you have? Cup and John Brown. I think I like that more. Yeah. So, congratulations, Glenn. You took the flex, the flex crown. I'll take that. But I definitely did not take the RB crown in this draft. <laughs> but that's okay. You, you knew that when you were drafting these wide receivers. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, I think, is going to have a, a pretty good year. Nick Chubb gets dubs. And then Tyreek, Colton Sutton, Cooper Cup, John Brown. Those are amazing wide receivers. John Brown being your worst one? I mean, last year, he was my wide receiver two. He's your wide receiver four. <laughs> I was happy with him as my two. Technically, he's my wide receiver five when Debo comes back. Okay, so even better. So you definitely got some pieces there. Could possibly even trade one if you need to for a running back. Um, I don't think the running backs are going to hurt you early on. So you definitely got some time. I think this team will get some W's in the meantime, as long as White and Chubb stay healthy. And then I'm sure you'll figure out the RBs along the season, whether it's waivers with the new fab budget or maybe AP gets signed somewhere. So it's a pretty solid team. And I also have some, um, a couple wait and see guys. Justin Jefferson, opposite of Adam Thielen now. Um, yeah, in Minnesota, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Aaron Rodgers likes him, super athlete. Don't know how he'll play in that Green Bay offense. Um, because Lazard, I guess, is going to be the guy opposite of Adams right now. Mm-hmm. Rashad Penny, too, once he comes back from injury, um, see if he cuts in a workload with Chris Carson, anything else, see how they do that. Yeah, and then Greg Olson. Also, another guy we don't know, we haven't seen um, with Seattle yet. I mean, you got Russell Wilson throwing the ball. You know, it could be something there. But uh, like I said, as I was drafting my team, I was like, my team sucked. And then after, you know, I look through my team, look at my bench, and then I see what other teams have. I actually, I, I really like it. And it's going to be a wait and see thing. Nick Chubb is going to have to be huge. I'm going to need Nick Chubb of last year uh, to be that, you know, RB1 guy um, just to make up for the fact that RB2 – because James White, like I said, can go either way. Um, wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, John Brown, Colton Sutton, and Brady. Like I said yeah, – I can't I, hate that. We'll see. We'll see how it starts out. I, you know me. I'm always looking at trades, doing other things, see what can happen. Exactly. What do you, uh, MVP? Um – MVP. Nick Chubb. All right, Nick Chubb. Maybe. I was going to throw a wild card. I was going to say Tom Brady. Oh, okay. But uh, my X Factor. Uh, I think it may be James White. Maybe. My X Factor is going to be Debo. Debo. Personally, I don't even think you really need him, but if I can, if I can have Debo be the guy in San Fran, 
and have him as my flex or my second flex, I'll take that. Yeah, you don't, like I wouldn't even care who your RB two is at that point. Right. Uh, so yeah, give me a grade, Souza. Um, I'm gonna go with a B plus. That's on generous. the back of your wide receivers. That's generous. I'm gonna give me. <gasps> Wait a minute. Patriots released Lamar Miller. Really? I'm going B plus now. James White oh goes up God, a little bit. Because no. Lamar Miller was going to be the difference. <laughs> no. Um, Good. Good. Yeah, Patriots released Lamar Miller. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll go B plus. I was going to go B. Um, but, yeah, wide receiver depth. I like it a lot. All right, Sousa. It's down to me. So, my team name is Wonka's Warriors which is Willy Wonka I'm referring to. And I had the 13th pick just before Glenn. Um, and I went, well, when, I, when it was my pick, there was Aaron Jones, there was Nick Chubb. Those are pretty much the top two backs at the time. And I didn't know what to do. I wanted to – I ended up deciding I was going to go with the wide receiver, either Julio Jones or Devontae Adams. And the only reason I picked Jones – was because if I drafted Adams, there was a chance that Aaron Jones could uh, fall, fall to me on the turn, and then I would be screwed because I wouldn't want Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones on the same team. So I went with Julio for, for that reason. They both ended up coming back to me, Aaron Jones and Devonta Adams. I was like, oh, okay. So I could have had Julio and Devonta Adams, so attractive as that sounds. I played it smart, and I had to grab the running back with Aaron Jones. So Julio Jones, Aaron Jones, Robert Woods, Le'Veon Bell. Um, so those are my core running backs, wide receivers. Then I grabbed A.J. Green and Antonio Gibson. A.J. Green is one of my flexes. Antonio Gibson, running back, rookie running back for the Washington football team. Um, I believe in Gibson. It might not happen right away, but they did release AP. And Gibson seems to be the guy based on coach speak. And even what Adrian Peterson, he made a blurb on Gibson when he was uh, interviewed on, on leaving. Um, it's a little risky, though. I got to say, I'm not I, I, looking I, I, at my flexes. I'm a little nervous. So here's the thing. I like A.J. Green. He's just got to be healthy. That's the only thing. That's, it's, the, it's a big, big Antonio thing. Gibson, I like that pick a lot. And you actually snuck that one by me because you drafted him the back half of my pick. So like after I was done back to back picks, then you got him. I should have yep. drafted Antonio Gibson for running back depth specifically. Cause I think at the time I only had uh, James white and I forgot who I drafted instead. Um, Might've been John Brown, but anyways. Um, yeah. That could pan out. Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones, love bell. I like love bells and RB too. You know, I like love bell this year. Actually. I do too. I don't have high expectations. But no. if he just does what he does last year as an RB2, I'm fine with that. Right. Aaron Jones um, is going to be big. Yeah, he's, he he's makes me a little nervous as my he, RB1. That's the thing. Like, if he does what he does last year, you're fucking golden. I mean, he's in, he was the number two running back last year just based on touchdowns. 1,000 yards, right. fucking 16 touchdowns. Um, that's the thing you can't count on is touchdowns. No, you can't. Maybe unless you're Derrick Henry. Maybe. But, um, so we'll see with that. But Wide receivers – Julio, of course, is the guy I wanted. Robert Woods, like I said, I, I 
He's solid. I like him as an RB uh, as a wide receiver too. AJ Green, man, the flex. It looks it looks better and better the more I keep looking at it. Um, it's just if you know, right. if so. Really quick, my full roster: Matthew Stafford, Aaron Jones, Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones, Robert Woods, tight end Blake Jarwin on the Cowboys. I was the last one to grab a tight end. AJ Green, Antonio Gibson, and then I have the Chargers defense. Um, when I, it's tough because Robert Woods. Sure, he'll be able to find, but like on paper, looking at my team, Robert Woods isn't very flashy. Blake Jarwin certainly isn't flashy in any way. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about Blake, 30-plus yard touchdown. Dog. I know. And then you look at Gibson, you don't know, so and he's still in a suit. He's not even in a uniform. Suit right. Gibson. Suit Gibson, suit Richardson. <laughs> um, and then A.J. Green looks good, but you never know how it's going to actually pan out. So there's definitely some risk here, but, but – The thing is, I, like – you have guys on your bench who you can also plug in for, you know, guys like like Gibson or AJ Green if they don't pan out. Tevin Coleman could be a good option at running back. Even Chris Thompson now with the release of Fournette. Lyre Fitzgerald was actually a very good pick because I would have picked him that round as well. Um, yeah, I went. I wanted to make sure I got. I'm happy with Coleman and Thompson. I mean, obviously Moster sounds like he might be the guy, but Coleman had some good games last year, and he's always there if he. If anyone needs to get hurt, because a lot right. of people some team tend to get hurt, including Coleman. Um, but I like Chris Thompson because people forget that when he's actually healthy and playing, he is a difference maker. He catches the ball. Without Fournette, I think he's going to be the pass catcher and running back. He does. Who knows if he'll get some carries, but he'll definitely get some reception. So if I need to plug him in for now, I can. So I'm happy say, with that. Worst case scenario, he's your second flex. You know, I, you can't really knock into that. Yeah. Um, Blake Jarwin, we talk about him. You're the last one to get a tight end. It shows. Blake Jarwin usually goes <laughs> undrafted. I mean, Blake Jarwin, every mock I've done, he usually goes undrafted. And I'm usually – he's like my last pick. Yeah. But, like I'm telling you, like he's it, – it's tough because Dallas, there is so many mouths to feed between Cooper, C.D. Lamb, fucking Michael Gallup, and then you're going to have Zeke, who's going to get 20-plus carries a game too. Um. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's just it's a it's a shot hopes, in the dark. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, and you don't even have another tight end on your bench because there's a whole thing like people are just extrapolating his hundred yard three touchdown game, saying like the only other tight ends to do that are like Gronk and maybe Julius Thomas and like another elite tight end, and then Blake Jarwin. So it's like, and then that was his first year, I believe, right? No, he doesn't have three touchdowns. Oh, yeah, 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 he does. He had a three-touchdown, yeah, game. Yeah, that was, like, that was two years ago. Hold on a second. Because last year, he only had three touchdowns total. He had a three-touchdown game two years ago. Two years ago, okay. So, why – okay. Yeah, <laughs> the very last game of the year, too. Um, but then Jason Witten was there last year. Right. right. Honestly, like, Jason Witten was holding back Blake Jarwin, in my opinion. As far as potential, because Jason Witten was out there the majority of the snaps. But when Jarwin was out there, you know, he'd make catches for some big plays. Uh, yeah, that's basically the narrative is that he's a big play guy and tight ends take a while to, to develop, and now he is the guy. So, I mean, that's not a very rock-solid rock um, narrative to bank on. But as, right. my, as the last tight end drafted, you know, I'll take a shot. Yeah, and like I said, worst-case scenario is, you know, 
you pick up a tight end who shows fantasy production, like on the waiver wire or something, you start after a little bit. But I would honestly just keep hanging on to Blake Drower and see what he does. If he goes yeah. forward, you know. I'm on the hype train. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. Um, My draft definitely went – I tried to go balanced. Between you're very, you're very, I, I was receivers. just going to say, you're a very balanced team. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you – I'll give you a B plus. It's Julio. I like Robert Woods. A.J. Green. I love that pick. I really do. And um, That's going to be an X factor for me. Stafford is your quarterback. I don't He's mind that either. He's a gunslinger. I, I liked him. I like him. Like, but I was, dude, you look at his numbers before he got hurt. 27, 23, 28, 23, 24. He had games of 11, 12, and 15 as well mixed I in I think there. he was on pace for 5,000 yards last year. And he's done it before. And he's got Kenny Galladay, got Marvin Jones. Galladay's going to keep getting better. Um, TJ Hawkinson, too. Yeah, I mean. I really wanted a stack, though. He's on pace for 4,000 yards, not 5,000. But I really wanted a stack. I was hoping to get Hawkinson as my tight end with Stafford. But someone picked him as their second tight end. Bastard. That, that's what I was trying to do with Gronk. It's like, what the hell? I want to bring <laughs> but, in Gronk. But, um, or Matt Ryan. I really wanted Matt Ryan with Julio, but right, I'm not sure I grabbed him. I just wasn't going to grab him as early as, as he went. But, yeah, we'll, we will see. MVP? I got Mason week one. I'm a little nervous. MVP for you? Uh, it's going to be Julio. Yeah, for sure. X Factor? And for me, it's A.J. Green. It's A.J. Green. But I think it's also Lev Bell. You think? Yeah, because I think Lev Bell, like I said, if he just plays to what he used to be, he's one of the best running backs in the game. I mean, you can't expect that, you know, because we haven't seen it on the Jets yet. But who knows? The second year? He gets more of a workload. He does this and that. He might be better than Aaron Jones. Yeah. That could be a bad thing, too. <laughs> yeah, that could but, be. Um, but I have a history of of uh, my first picks really screwing me over. So, if anyone out there also has Julio Jones, be weary because he was my first pick. And, you know. I don't have Julio just, in it, any other leagues. It always ends badly for me. With my first pick, so we'll see how he does. Breaking news, Texans signed QB Deshaun Watson to a four-year, $160 million extension through 2025. Nice. He's averaging $39 million a year. That's fucking crazy. Imagine making that much money. It gets worse for, uh, gets worse for Cowboys fans now. <laughs> my uh, my last-minute depth... I grabbed Michael Pittman. He's a rookie for uh, the Colts, rookie rookie wide receiver. Um, I think there's promise, but I'm not. I don't have too high hopes. That's why I really grabbed Fitzgerald first as potential wide receiver depth, and then I grabbed D.D. Westbrook just because he was the top. Like he was the best wide receiver on my list by far at the time, which isn't saying too much. But so that's why I grabbed him. I grabbed T. Higgins on the Bengals. So I guess if AJ Green happens to go down, T. Higgins, uh he's a rookie. His name's T. T. His name is T. So <laughs> I mean he's not projected for much right now, but we'll see if he uh pans out, especially if AJ Green doesn't. Right. And then I grabbed Malcolm Brown with my last pick. He uh running back for the Rams. I mean yeah, he's, he's, he's playing with the first team. 
in practice. So right. we'll see if Cam Akers really is the guy. Daryl Henderson's still there too. Right. But when uh, Gurley wasn't playing last year, remember that when they took Malcolm him out? Brown. So we'll see how he ends we'll up see. doing. Um, all right. Yeah, that's about it. That's uh, uh, just really, really just an episode to review our draft. Great episode if you're not league, and if you're not in our league, then I don't know what to say. Yeah, shame on you. Next week is the week, though. Football returns. Oh, Thursday man. night. Chiefs, Texans, let's go. You got Tyreek. I, got I don't Tyreke. have anybody. I got Tyreek. For Thursday. Um, so we'll be back before then to preview week one. And uh, we're going to do, our obviously, our weekly picks. Talk about um, – just, just week one in general. We'll do our season predictions on who we think, you know, is going to uh, emerge in fantasy, our fuck of the year predictions, mm. and be our stellar star of the year predictions. I don't know who else we have, but we'll uh, we'll be back at you. Uh, probably record Wednesday night. You'll listen to it on Thursday morning before the big game. Uh, anything else before we go? <sighs> I just can't wait for football next week, baby. Next week, baby. All right, Susan, it was a good draft. Uh, Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.